Hello, ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome along to another episode of your favourite wrestling podcast. Um, the Wrestling, in fact, is the name of this podcast. I actually almost forgot. Um, <laughs> again, welcome along to another episode. Like I say, it has been a while. Um, we're just trying to work out when we last talked. Um, anyway, on the line, I have got Steve with me. How are you today, my friend? I am great. How about you, James? Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got a bit of a sore throat. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, no, you sound fine. Oh, okay. Oh, I sound all raspy like a, a classic jazz singer or something. But um, you don't yeah, sound like I've, John Lauren. You don't sound like John Laurinaitis, so you're good. <laughs> I don't think anyone could sound like John Laurinaitis if they tried. <laughs> um, 24th of August was when we last talked. That was episode wow. 16. It's been so long. It has. It's been way too long. Uh, this is episode 17. So, um, yeah, we thought um, we've missed a few things. So apologies on behalf of that. But um, mm-hmm. I imagine that busy. Yeah, I imagine that comes down to like work scheduling and bits and pieces and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like it's been how you North Americans would say a hot minute. Um, <laughs> how's, how's it going? What you been up to? What you been doing with your life? Recently? Well, you know, here, uh, I took a vacation, same weekend that uh, All Out was in Chicago, so that was uh, fun, uh, been training still, uh, work, 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 you know, trying to get that bread, and uh, honestly, not, nothing much new, I mean, I'm going back to Florida in, at the end of the month for uh, Halloween, and uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you say you were in Chicago the weekend of All Out, but you didn't go to the show, did you? Yeah, you know, those, I wasn't planning to go to All Out, but then my friend was like, hey, at least you want to go to Chicago for vacation? And I'm like, sure, why not? Because like, we, we were trying to get to go to All Out because he was trying to get media passes because he was a photographer. But uh, I guess because it was such a big event, he didn't get a verified so they oh man well at least we still got chicago so we still went um we saw a few people it was fun yes i saw that like floyd and you know a lot of the other regular guys were in town for chicago um which we will talk about later of course um myself what have i been up to like the last couple of weeks or month period so i went to a show a wrestling Mm -hmm. show um, yeah i saw that so wwe live WWE Live, as they like to call it, was in the UK um, for a, a week or so. Couple, I think it was a week, week and a half, something like that. So I went to the London one. Um, it was a SmackDown show. Um, I hadn't been to a wrestling show since October of 2019. So it was, um, yeah, exactly right. So it was nice to get back um, in the swing of things, so to speak, because they are coming back like next month, November. Um, I've already got a ticket for the Wembley show for November. Nice. So the difference is from the one that we've just had, it was a SmackDown show. Um, mm-hmm. It was just a SmackDown tour. Um, yeah. Not that they bring their champions with them, mind you. The head of the table stayed at home and the Usos also stayed at home, who are your <laughs> respective uh, champions. Um, so the main event was actually Becky and Bianca um which was pretty good i enjoyed that one um everything else was just sort of like you know when you go to a house show like general sort of house show sort of matches they're quite Mm -hmm. fun i i actually prefer them to the uh tv tapings that they do when they come here 
because everything's mm-hmm. on a pre-record like when when you go to watch them they're obviously live so they're different right. but when we get them they're like a pre-record so they'll record three hours of raw and then it will go out like on tv or whatever three or four hours later or whatever the time difference is um yes. so it is a bit stop start and it's a bit irritating the uh, live tv ones um and especially with raw where it's like a three hour show and then you get like the dark match afterwards you know you're not getting out of the arena until kind of gone midnight sometimes it is a very long process um whereas with the live ones you know they have like a little intermission in between which you know gives you a little break as well but um i went with our friend uh our friends lisa and ian um nice to catch up with those guys um in town and john was also there but um and i caught up with him over the last couple like the days that they were here um although he didn't sit with us at the show he was uh he was there as well which was quite nice to catch up with the guys after so long um because that's what wrestling is really isn't it it's more than just watching you know people fake fight in their underwear isn't it it's like mm-hmm. a whole package that comes with it um yeah. you know like you guys for example haven't seen you for what feels like a lifetime now i heard i heard um, y'all's restrictions is up whoop, whoop. so november yeah um supposedly this is as far as i know i, I, I stopped crossed. watching the news right i stopped watching the news yeah. it's too depressing and I don't, <laughs> I don't i know it sounds bad but i don't care how many people are dying i know that sounds awful but i'm like look <laughs> i'm fed up of it i don't want to keep seeing it but um it was literally the day of that show that mm-hmm. that news dropped onto oh, bbc snap. that's cool yeah and we were all together and all of a sudden all of our phones pinged off at the same time and we were like, oh, it's happening, it's happening. You know, like from the office meme, where it's, it's yeah. happening, oh, it's, it's happening. happening, it's happening. Um, it was literally like that. And um, yeah, it literally dropped like a couple of hours before showtime. So um, yeah, it was. Uh, there was a couple of other people that I kind of just got to say hello to and caught up with as well that were all like, so mania, <laughs> you know what I mean? That was literally the question on everyone's like, on everyone's Are lips. planning? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, speaking of which, I mean, we've already booked an accommodation that we booked like just before the summer. We booked it like mm-hmm. just, to, you know, we can get our money back on it or like most of it. And we were like, yeah. you know what? It was cheap enough. Let's just go for it. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, we haven't got anything else like booked in place yet. So but it looks like it's going to happen. I mean, just this morning I was looking to do um, a week in Orlando um prior to mania and then fly to dallas after that don't know if it's going to be practical or doable but um it was just an idea that i had um well, both florida and both florida and texas really don't give a crap so i think you'll be fine if everything still remains the same with uh, the uk guys to be able to fly on in i mean we've been letting you guys in <laughs> i mean we're like yeah, yeah. Come, come on over yeah, come, come on spread in. your yeah. shit yeah, no, it's not been ideal here, to be honest. But um, I think the world is just going to go back to, you know, this COVID. Quote, is unquote, be... normal. Yeah, right. I mean, I guess COVID is going to be around. Like, we're all vaccinated. So you'd like to think we wouldn't die if we got it now. Right. Um, so, I, you know, it's like the common cold, isn't it? It's, it's going to be something that won't go away. So, um, you know, whether or not you have to have booster jabs and things like that over the next um, you know, couple of years or whatever, I'm quite happy to do that as well. But um, yeah. I don't know. Just want to get, like I say, get back to some sort of some sort of normality, which is what we got with mm-hmm. the old show as well. You know, back in um, it was at the O2 in London. I don't know if you're familiar with that venue yourself, but um, 
you know, it was nice to be back in amongst a big crowd of people enjoying, you know, a wrestling show. So, um, yeah, it was all good, good time. But it's funny, right? Because we were saying afterwards, if if that was like, if life was normal and you saw a wrestling show like six months prior, like you normally would, they're only here what, right. twice a year. I don't yeah. think you would have thought it was all that. You would have been like, yeah, it was fine. And that would have been it. But because it was the yeah. first show we've all seen since 2019, we were like, oh, my God, it was the best. It was the was, greatest was, thing ever. Was, was it pretty packed, I'm guessing? like, I think so, for the most part. Um, actually, I'll tell you a little story. You know, we will get to some Ooh. wrestling stuff in a minute, listeners. Yeah. But um, I did a massive scam, right? And I don't know if it's... Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a practical thing for people to try. You might be able to try it where you are, for example. But basically, mm-hmm. we bought the tickets like in the summer where things mm-hmm. still hadn't kind of like opened up properly. So we bought like yeah. the cheapest, cheapest tickets that were going at the time, which were like £30, £35. So we thought, uh, you know, we'll just get the cheapest ones because we kind of thought that the show might get cancelled again. But it didn't. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, OK, let's go along. Um, so then on the day... I just went on kind of like the ticketing website. I won't say the name of the ticketing website just in case <laughs> they shut down my idea because it did really work a treat. But basically, <laughs> um, the tickets weren't sold out. And we went to the oh. box office like because the box office was next to the merch stand. So we went to the mm-hmm. box office like earlier in the day. And I asked if they were doing upgrades and I flooded my eyes at them and they just shot me down. <laughs> the woman was having oh. none of me. So I was like, oh, OK. And then we walked away. But um, what I did was I went onto my phone and um, went onto the website that sells the tickets and I could see that it wasn't sold out. So what I did and I don't know, like I say, it might work if you're if you, you know, if you're buying tickets online or whatever. But basically what mm. I kept doing was putting free tickets that were like really good seats like that weren't sold i just kept putting them in my basket and then you know mm-hmm. you get like 10 15 minutes to check out i just never mm-hmm. checked out and basically just kept going back picking those same three seats again and then just keep re- refreshing the timer um mm-hmm. and i did that all the way up to about 10 minutes before the show started <laughs> and then we upgraded ah. ourselves by about 50 quid it was brilliant <laughs> that's quite ingenious nice. right that is genius because sounds Normally, our websites, once the 15 minutes it's up, it's up. It doesn't even let you refresh sometimes. I, I mean, I guess that's true for, like, normal shows that are sold out. But with WWE, yeah. it's not as popular here as it once was. So these shows don't sell out anymore. Trust, and I was trust like, me, here, it's not as popular here either. <laughs> I was literally like, oh, we bought £35 tickets. And then I was like, let's just see if we can kind of get an upgrade tonight. And then, yeah, we literally upgraded ourselves, you know. And basically, when you go into the arena they scan your ticket like at this separate gate, kind of like just outside the arena. So when you go in, they don't know where you're mm-hmm. going. You know what I mean? So we were like, they don't, as long as we're confident enough, because I, I know that arena like the back of my hand, because I've seen right. so many over the time, over the years. And I was literally like, if I walk through confident enough that, because normally they go, oh, do you, like, do you know where you're sitting or whatever? You know, like the, um, the people that are on the doors, you know, as you walk yeah. in the actual seating area. But we literally just walked past them as if to say, oh, yeah, I know where I'm going. And they were like, oh, OK, great. <laughs> and so they didn't even question it, you know. So, um, yeah, a win a win for the common man, I might There add. you go. Yeah, I was well happy with myself. So, um, yeah, not only was it an enjoyable show, I made it that little bit better for us. So, um, yeah, it was a good time. Good time. So, um, 
you said you were going back to Orlando, did you say? Yeah, last yeah. week of uh, October for Halloween. Oh, uh, you're not going to train again. You're just oh, going I am. to... I know, I am. I'm going to go train as well. <laughs> no, oh, just a... Is that back at um, Sean Get, Yeah, Sean Spears and uh, Breezy. Yeah. Where is Breeze at the moment? Is he signed anywhere? Is he is he still at WWE? No, he's he's just he's just on right now. Since ever since he got the the sack, freaking uh, he's done a little independent shows here and there. Uh, and he's just mainly streaming online. With that, um, I know he did quite a bit of work with uh, Austin Creed. Uh, you yeah, Xavier Woods on the old Up Up Down Down channel. But um, oh, okay, no. I was just wondering whether or not he was still. You know, I was so I was like so upset the last week of September because like I was like because there was they had a special guest at 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 the school that I really would have loved to like get in there and learn from. They had a freaking uh, Kalisto and Sasha Banks, and I was like, no, I should have gone a month earlier. <laughs> oh mate, I would let my back is fucked, but I would let Sasha Banks give me those double knees to my back. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I would have just loved to pick their brain, but oh well, yeah. maybe we'll get, maybe when I go, there'll be another person of, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to work with, like, you know, um, the Iconics and uh, Zia Lee, which congrats to her, by the way, for getting drafted, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it was, was Smackdown, but yeah, I was like, dang, like, what a Missed opportunity, though. I was a little uh, upset, not going to lie. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you say you're going to the Halloween Horror Nights as well in Universal. Oh, of course. I freaking love this time of the year. The spook. I wish it was colder here and down there when I would go. Because like, I remember in October last year, it was freaking still like 80 degrees. And I was like, well, oh, well. I guess, yeah, like being here um, in the UK, kind of like... Uh, it's getting like autumnal now, or how you would say fall. Um, so it's getting colder again. Um, and then like by the time sort of Halloween, Christmas rolls around, it is cold, you know, so we are used to that. You know, when you see the films and you're like, oh, it's always snowing in the films. I always think mm-hmm. to myself, what would what would Christmas be like or Halloween be like when it was blazing hot? But yeah, you, I guess that, that answers the question. <laughs> Not good. Um, mm. Muggy. Yeah, right. Right. Um, yeah, like I was saying, I was I was thinking I might go to Orlando um, the week before Mania. So I don't know if you saw on my social channels, um, and I imagine people that listen to this will probably know me anyway. But um, I'm actually leaving my current job um, at Disney Store in London. Um, so <gasps> I know, right? You guessed. Um, I just got to get out of retail, man. To tell you the truth, so I'm gonna going off to do some sort of uh, business administrative job um you know, oh. just get just get my life back on track a little bit but um right. obviously i get like free tickets basically from disney so i've got a certain amount of time to use them before they expire so i was literally like um i've emailed them all to myself <laughs> so basically they can't <laughs> they can't stop me from going but i need right. to kind of use them over the next i think year or two years something like that so i thought hmm dallas is boring or <laughs> was boring last time what can I do it's to make still, that it, a little it, bit more? It's, it's, still, it's still boring. So I would suggest you try and go before you come for the crazy mania week. Well, um, 
yeah, so I'm thinking of doing that, uh, going to Orlando the week before so I can use those tickets. So um, going back to where I was at the show the other week, they normally put mm-hmm. up, because like, they know so many of us travel, they put up like, oh, Dallas, um, April 2022. So it hasn't got mm-hmm. an actual date. And I remember I turned to Lisa and Ian and I said, because you know there's rumours that it's going to be two nights and stuff like that, a two-night WrestleMania. I went, oh, my God, it's, it's gone from one night to two nights to now a whole month. <laughs> like, it's literally April 2022. Can, can, can you imagine the whole freaking, the whole month just a WrestleMania at the same goddamn stadium? I was like, Jesus Christ, they're really trying to milk us for money, aren't they? <laughs> well, the latest that I was reading was that they're going to do two nights mainly on Saturday and Sunday and then apparently Raw is going to be at AT&T Stadium as well did you hear what? that? They're going, to, they're going to do Raw at the Arlington Stadium oh my freaking god really so um, yeah so I was reading that apparently um, so if anyone went to Wrestlemania 35 you will know this story so you know WWE a bit lazy when it comes to booking venues like at an appropriate time because um, Mania 35, they didn't book the access venue until really late, did they? So we had to all go out bloody wherever it I was. It was really cold. That It was a really cold experience. <laughs> it was freezing, wasn't it? I remember I was queuing up, and like I, li- I literally looked out the window and could see the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> and I was, yeah. like, I was like, I'm in the actual sea. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? You know, the only reason I didn't mind being at that pier, because it's like that pier is literally like two... Uh, Two over from where uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, was filmed when uh, Captain Rogers uh, was running through the pier. And I was like, all right, maybe it ain't too bad. <laughs> oh, I never knew that. I always, oh, thought well. it was, um, I always thought that was Navy Pier in Chicago. No, it, it was uh, that actual pier where we were at for access, just like two piers over. Oh, man. Why did I not know that? Yeah. Um, the Marino. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, no, anyway, they were saying that um yeah so two nights mania att and at&t raw at&t and then apparently the american airlines center which was where they normally have everything else is fully booked so they were saying that there's some other kind of small college football stadium or something in dallas in the area that they were going to have everything else at like smackdown and it's all going to be open air though and i was like oh i don't know how i feel about that so um yeah, Mania might oh, end up. I, in yeah, a bit of I, know ex- I know exactly which stadium I think they're talking about too. Uh it's not so bad, honestly. I think for, if I think I know which one they're talking about, so I haven't got it written down to hand, so I wouldn't be able to say which one. No, it no, was. you're fine. But I'm pretty uh, sure um, I know which one it is. Yeah. But either way, like an open air stadium compared to like an, a compact arena. It's uh, gonna be weird. That's gonna be weird for a for a Raw or SmackDown, honestly. So weird. So weird. Um. I guess they'll just have to like black curtain half the stadium or something. Right. Uh, I don't know. Just wait and see what happens. But yeah, I mean, obviously it's a little while to go yet. WrestleMania tickets typically would go on sale in November, but I don't think they're going to go on sale until a lot later. Just because Janu- I'm guessing like January. <laughs> yeah. Just because they've got, not got the logistics of it sorted out, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. But my plan is to still be there. Um, you know, one way or another, mm-hmm. as Blondie used to say. Um, all right, so we've been chatting quite a while already about our lives. Um, want to talk some wrestling? Have a catch let's, up on uh, let's, let's do it. I think we should start off like with the most kind of 
happening stuff and then work our way back if that makes sense and then cover that's, things that, yeah that's cool you yeah. know because everyone knows that's already happened but um did you watch monday night raw last night and smackdown last week and the draft are you all caught up yes i literally finished uh raw in the morning because i came back from work all tired and i was like, all right i'll watch this in the morning before i go hang out with before i go uh, talk with james <laughs> fair enough it's a long bloody show as well i watched it today but um I didn't have to fast forward through too much, actually, because um, I feel like with Roars the last couple of weeks, they've been quite uh, reactive to everything else that's been going on, whether mm-hmm. that's um, whether that's AEW's popularity or the Monday night football that started again. Not our football, obviously, American football. Yes. Uh, uh, so apparently they've been booking like, you know, say like the top of the hour and stuff has always been like a big match. I mean. You had Big E versus Bobby Lashley in the cage like the other week or whatever. So it's like they've been booking the shows quite ridiculously just to kind of get eyes on it. So mm-hmm. I haven't had to fast forward through so much recently. But um, all right, let's go back to SmackDown then, which would have been the start of the draft. Um, just on a just on the draft concept, what do you think of it? Do you like the way they present it? I mean, what is it like for for every for every hour uh, raw gets like three pit like three picks and then smackdown gets two some something like that like they alternate something like that i mean Lower. like I, I guess i rephrased that wrong what i mean is more like how they present it in the way that it's kind of like a real sport and it's like um raw and smackdown are obviously they're on two different tv networks not that that affects the uk people so that's probably why we don't understand it that bit more but like mm-hmm. you know the way they're like oh smackdown picks and then they choose someone that's already on their show <laughs> and I'm like, i mean uh, i mean honestly i always I, I don't i think it's a it's fine for what it is honestly I, i'm always curious of like all right who's gonna move where for me i'm always thinking all right what executives what what did the executives tell you like who they wanted their brand obviously right now they're trying to satisfy smackdown fox executives because that's where they get a chunk of their money as i'm looking at some of the roster they got here they still got a i it's still the a show in my opinion from the rosters that i'm looking at right now oh you think so do you um no i just think like um just the presentation of it to me is weird because i'm like you're trying to bearing in mind wwe likes to call themselves sports entertainment rather than professional wrestling like a certain Mm -hmm. you know a certain competitor does but like so I'm like, so it's sports entertainment. It's all storytelling. It's all scripted. So now you're trying to tell me that this draft is a very much real thing. And it just, it just, it's just weird to me. And I guess as a, as a fan anyway, I'm going to watch both. So it doesn't really matter. The only thing mm-hmm. is I watch it kind of, I was quite excited because I actually watched Fridays. I came in late from work Friday. So I just rolled in and watched it live. And I was yeah. like, you know, I don't know what it is about the draft, but it's just quite exciting because you then start to marry up who's on the same show together and who, you know, are going to yeah. be the sort of matches and rivalries moving forward sort of thing. So I, yeah, guess, yeah, I, I guess that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, I was like, I'm always, I'm always like anticipating who's going to go and say, OK, where it's going to lead eventually. Yeah, I'm on the same I, boat. Uh, yeah, I just think the presentation of it just sucks. I just think it's awful in the sense like. So going back to how they used to, I think they used to call it like a draft lottery rather than the draft. Yeah. And it was like, so I remember one year, John Cena got drafted to, 
either Raw or SmackDown. And then by the end of the show, he got drafted back to like the other the other show again because it was almost done like randomly, quote unquote randomly. Wait, did but, um, that happen really? I don't. Yeah, do you not that. remember? It was like Cena got drafted to SmackDown or something, and then literally by the end of the show or by the end of the draft, he got drafted back to Raw. And it was like, oh, okay, that was like totally pointless. But I like the idea that it was kind of random. And then um, there was also a time where they would used to have matches that they would like, whoever won the match got a pick for their team and stuff like that. Oh, I remember Uh, that part. Yeah, that I do remember. Yeah. You know, so there was always a different way of presenting it. And I always liked that it was kind of done randomly rather than just be like, oh, okay, they're picking. So in the first round, they're obviously going to pick Roman Reigns, Big E, you know, like the champions essentially, because you need champions on your draft pick. But I don't know if if I just don't really like the presentation of it personally, because I just feel like you're trying to make something that isn't real, like appear real. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not Mm -hmm. and it's not done particularly well, in my opinion. But um, Mm -hmm. I think it was done better this year compared to in the past where you've had like general managers because you had Sonia and uh, Adam Pearce just like, I mean, they're on both shows as like the authority figures, even though they don't want to be called that. Um, And they were just sort of saying it kind of neutrally as if they were doing Mm -hmm. it to appease, like you said, executives from the USA Network or the Fox. Fox Network. Yeah. Um, Raw is still on USA, right? USA Network. Yeah, yeah, it's still there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was just done a bit weirdly for me personally. Oh, I don't know. It was just just a bit weird. But um, all right. So just to run through um, some bits and pieces, like I've only kind of made a note of like the real significant ones. Um, if you want to add anything or whatever, just uh, shout afterwards. So we started with SmackDown on Friday. Mm-hmm. They kept Roman, um, and then they gained McIntyre. Charlotte and Hit Row um, were the significant ones that I picked out. Um, Raw on the night, the only two significant ones I picked out was Big E, because he was, even though he's WWE champion, it makes sense because he just won the Raw title. Um, but he was a SmackDown guy, so that makes sense that he's now there. And then mm-hmm. also Bianca Belair was drawn or drafted to Raw. Um, fast forward on to Raw. Uh, Becky was she she drafted herself <laughs> apparently <laughs> you know that didn't actually come out the draft she just she's said, got, I, she's got she's got so much power she can just draft herself like all right I mean right um so she's on Raw now um and then Raw also got Seth Rollins Kevin Owens the Street Profits Finn Balor Carmella and Gable Steveson yeah uh, um who is the Olympic athlete. And then SmackDown gained Sheamus, Shayna Baszler, Zia Lee, and from NXT, Ridge Holland. Was there anyone else that you've picked up since? Because I know they, like, those, were, those were just the ones that I thought, oh, okay. Because like, most of them have changed brands rather than being yeah. like... So like the Usos, for example, stayed on SmackDown. Do you know what I mean? So everyone yeah, else... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, everyone else is pretty much where they were. If well, they they already broke up a tag team. They broke up Shotzi and Tegan. That was, oh. <laughs> uh, hang on, hang on. I've missed that then. So where are Shotzi and Tegan? What happened there? Missed that. Uh, well, well, they split them up apparently. And uh, Shotzi's now on SmackDown and Tegan is on Raw now. So are there any women's tag teams left? Uh, I, I believe not. Oh, oh yeah, Mia Yim's now on Raw as well. 
Okay, well, that yeah, that was a given. Oh, um, didn't they split up um, uh, Metribution as well? Um, oh, yeah, T- T-Bar's on... Uh, I, on like, yeah. I, yeah, T-Bar's... Uh, uh, yeah, Dijakovic's on uh, Raw now, and uh, Mace is on uh, SmackDown. Okay. Was it not the other way? Was it not Dijak? No, no, I'm looking at the roster right now, actually. Oh, okay. So. Fair enough. And oh, I, I can't um, I can't believe you missed this this big uh whatchamacallit uh pickup that SmackDown got. They have Madcap Moss now. I'm not even sure who that is. Do I know uh, who Riddick, that is? Riddick Moss, he's with Happy Corbin now. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I am loving the, Happy. the 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 biggest pickup <laughs> of the yeah, draft right. in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um yeah, but just assume everyone else is where they were. So Sasha Banks is still on Raw. Uh, oh, I think, I think they Sorry. also, I think that, yeah, she's on SmackDown. So, oh, yeah, they also broke up uh, uh, that those two guys that were with uh, Jinder Mahal, uh, Veer and uh, Shanky. Oh, my God, because they're really bookable, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Why do they do these things? Um, uh, oh, Gable and Otis are on Raw as well. Yeah, they're they're both on Raw. Oh, I'm trying to see what else. Uh, the Hurt Business is still together. You know what's funny? Uh, they said that Jackson Riker was drafted, but I thought he got the sack. I haven't seen him for a long time because he wasn't he rivaling with um, uh, Elias? Elias. Yeah, and then nothing's kind of happened from it. Um, yeah. Okay, I've actually got the screenshots here from the whole draft from from Twitter. Uh, it's in alphabetical order, so bear with me. Raw. No, I, ha- I have, I have the both. I have, I have. Oh, you got it already. Exact, I have the exact same one too. That's why I oh, was okay. like looking at it. Oh, I ain't gonna waste time going through it then. Um, yeah. Selena Vega, she went to Raw. Worth mentioning. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else we got? Tegan Knox Raw. I think you just mentioned that. Yeah. Um, Liv Morgan went to Raw. Yeah. Tony Storm still on SmackDown. When did these happen? These weren't so, on the. So, the, so these happened like after after the freaking show on like on their online thing you know like they do their supplemental draft it's it, supplemental drafts like kind of a thing here in in american football where like right. a, after the whole draft draft there's like a little supplemental draft on who gets picked up they do it on all their kind of b shows so to speak like talking yeah. smack and all that sort of stuff uh ricochet smack, smackdown yeah, uh, yeah smackdown Hopefully, I, hopefully this will be good for Ricochet. The poor bastard's been just uh, collecting <laughs> dust in Raw at Raw. Wait, wait, Jinder Mahal SmackDown. Yeah, so he's still gonna be with one of them. Shanky, but I bet you they're not even as even uh, <laughs> associated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Drew Gulak SmackDown. I think he was kind of running around there anyway. Yeah. Uh, other than that, everything else is kind of as it was. Really, you know, basically, like, basically. and yeah, then the NXT like, call, and then the NXT call-ups. So, all right, talk to me about. <laughs> I sound like LA Knight there. Talk to me. Um, the NXT call-ups. The that mm-hmm. none of them, none of them for me, are important. I know that sounds a bit, bit rude, but like, uh, Hit Row. I don't think they're ready yet. They're not polished enough yet to be on SmackDown. Um, other other than Swerve Scott because of the because he's a, the veteran of their group, all the other three are not ready in my opinion. You know they've only just sort of started out their thing on NXT, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really frustrating. The one that made sense 
the most to me um, was would have been drafting Scarlet to Raw with Karrion Cross. Um, that would have been the only one that would have made any sense. But I did kind of think to myself that um, Johnny Gargano might have ended up somewhere. Just because I'm not you, really... You know who they did not mention, but who's been freaking uh, on dark matches like the whole t- uh, the last few weeks? Uh, Dakota Kai didn't get drafted. And she's been with the main roster for like a month now. I've heard that. I think it might have even been you that told me it, maybe. but um, Or I saw mm-hmm. it on your Twitter or something. But yeah, Dakota Kai has been doing dark matches, right? Yeah. Really weird. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, this company. <laughs> I say it a lot. Yeah, this, yeah. this company. I don't know what more to say than that. But um, uh, all right. That was the draft, I guess. Um, it uh, The draft's the moves supposedly take place the episode after Crown Jewel, which will be in a couple of weeks. Um, so I guess we're still going to get some Crown Jewel build up over the next few weeks. But that really pissed me off because on Friday night, we had mm-hmm. Sasha versus Bianca, the like, long-awaited rematch from WrestleMania. And I thought, okay, sticking it on the draft episode makes sense because it's going to be a, an eyes-on episode. Yeah, and Becky was there at ringside commentating, and I thought, okay, so she's going to just disrupt the finish, and it's going to be a null finish, which was fine. Mm-hmm. So bearing in mind that's just, you know, that's what I've just said. Who ends the show? Charlotte Flair <laughs> with her title in the air. And I was just like, I don't understand. Like, she's got nothing to do with this rivalry. Like, why, why are you here? Honestly, like, I know she's just been drafted to SmackDown, but I was like, if, if it doesn't, if it doesn't come into place for a few weeks yet, she has no right to turn up and hold her title in the air at this point. It just, I was just like baffed. But um, yeah, you got. Uh, right how much? Way. How much do you want to bet she drops the title so she can get another title reign eventually? So this was my thought process as well. It'll either be mm-hmm. that, or they'll do like you know, like the other year when they did. <laughs> it was only a backstage segment where like yeah, the new day they switch the titles. Yeah, they literally just switched red for blue. And I thought maybe they'll do that with Becky and Charlotte in a segment or something. That's just Um, lazy booking. That's absolutely lazy booking. Of course it is. Um, Again, this company. I actually actually thought they were alluding to it on Raw when Becky announced herself as the first pick. I thought, oh, Charlotte's going to come out and they're going to swap titles, aren't they? That was literally my full process, but that didn't actually happen. So I was like, "Hmm, okay. Um, But yeah, irritating. End to the show. Um, should we talk about actually before we talk about extreme rules? Uh, did you see there's going to be a king, uh, another king of the ring, king and queen? Oh, I don't think it's being called queen of the ring, but king and that's the essence of what it's going to be a king and queen of the ring tournament. Yeah, I did, I did see that, yeah. Um, so there's no bracket come out yet or anything. My opinion on it at this point <clears throat> would be to have everyone that's in it. Uh, can't can't have been WWE or Universal Champion before. That's kind of my rule. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Um, if I'm picking two people to win it at this point, men's probably should be someone like Cesaro to get him back on track. Women's mm-hmm. Liv Morgan maybe capitalize on her popularity. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think? Who would you go for at this point? Uh, well, I agree with Cesaro because, you know, he's like, come on, the king of swing. It only makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But, but 
And I honestly, I would agree with uh, Liv because I think she's like been like she's got some momentum and she's got the crowd behind her. But knowing this company, they'll probably give the Queen of the Ring Shayna Baszler. <laughs> I don't know why that name just popped in my head, but I just feel like they'll probably make her the Queen. So you know what, Shayna Baszler was on like you know sort of the tip of my tongue, front of my brain, but. She is so easy to book. It's ridiculous. And they just seem to be squandering her, really. Like, she is such an easy character to book. And I'm just literally like, all right, the last couple of weeks, they've kind of got her back on track a bit. Yeah. Um, but previously to that, I'm like, how do you keep missing with this with this woman? She, she's got everything. You know, She like I say, like, she should have beaten Becky at that mania, really. Um, should have made said, the baby tap out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, and Becky said that too. To be fair, she, you know, she did say in an interview or something that she wanted Shayna to go over that year, but um, never ended up happening. Um, two people that haven't been drafted actually. Uh, one of them's injured. I don't know where the other one's gone. But Bailey is a free agent. Uh huh. And also Oscar. Where the hell has Oscar gone? Apparently she's hurt. Oh, is she injured as well? Okay. Yeah. I don't believe that for a second. But okay. Um, so they could, turn <laughs> up. they could turn up somewhere. The only reason why I thought of those just now really was because I was thinking about um, how you've had this women's revolution, but you've still got Charlotte, Becky and Sasha on top. And it's a bit yeah. annoying because I'm like, oh, we've come all this way and you've still got these three like, all right, Bianca's in the mix at the moment. But um, realistically, Bianca's not going to win, is she? But um, I was like, oh, you've come all this way and you're still relying on Becky and Charlotte and Sasha. And I was like, you've got Shayna right there, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's just a bit frustrating. But uh, so that was um, what was that? We were talking, I don't know. I got, I got sidetracked, but um, we were going to talk about Extreme Rules, weren't we? Before Extreme Rules, a couple of rules ago, I can't remember how long ago it was, but um, obviously it's not news to anyone now, but Big E. Cashed in his money in the bank, defeating Bob, Bob Lashley, taking Robert. his title. <laughs> Robert Lashley. Um, so, yeah, the first match of Extreme Rules. I don't know if you want to go match for match, really. Um, actually, yeah, because it was quite a while ago. What? Just just pick out what you enjoyed from Extreme Rules, if if anything. Or was, um, uh, something that stands out to you? Because I can't well, be bothered the, to go for the, that match. The, um, the wrestling was... Not bad <laughs> the wrestling. Um, <laughs> Pun intended. <the> right? <laughs> no, the actual pro wrestling was uh, actually pretty good. Um, the thing is, man, I mean, first, I just think of, uh, I, I, hate, I hate to be a negative Nancy, but man, I just think of the Charlotte uh, Alexa match that was ended with Alexa losing her her shit because Charlotte bro- uh, ripped the doll in half. Uh, the terrible ending of the Bianca Becky match, and then the horrid, horrid ending of the Demon versus uh, Roman match. So, like, like what you're saying, um, the overall census of Extreme Rules. But I think it's been quite telling of WWE recently. Like, if you're gonna, they book themselves into a corner. And they have done for like a, quite a while now. When you think back to like Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt in the cell and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I didn't want to bring that back up, but even still, it's relevant. 
because um, they book themselves into a corner where they're like, oh, yeah, we've got this like great match, but we don't know who we want to win. And then they just end up doing either a false finish or a no DQ or something um, because they can't commit to a winner. And not to compare, like, I don't really like making comparisons because they're two different things as far as I'm concerned. But with AEW recently, and we will talk mm-hmm. all AEW later, but they make decisions, you know. They'll be like, this is what we're doing and this is who's going to win. Simple as that. So yeah. um, it is incredibly frustrating. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, the Charlotte and Alexa one wasn't really going to jump out at me because um, there was no way in my mind that Alexa Bliss was winning that match anyway. So I was yeah. like, Charlotte wins, Charlotte wins, lol. Um, lol. The only thing mm-hmm. was, I thought after the match, what you said about Alexa losing her mind a bit, it dragged out a little bit, but I was like, oh, okay, it's, it's character development. And I, I didn't dislike it. I thought I was quite kind of content with that, but supposedly she's going to be off TV for a little while, even though she was drafted back to Raw. She's going to be off TV for a bit, so it might be a chance to get the goddess back, maybe. I hope so. Um, you do, do you? Because I've actually quite enjoyed, a lot of people saying, oh, you know, Bray Wyatt gone, the gimmick doesn't make sense, but I actually think, like, a full credit to Alexa Bliss, like, she is done so well i think with what she's been given um that's what i always say too i just feel like i think it's time you know i mean i feel like it's played out but that doll is selling actually pretty damn well so as long as the merch moves this is gonna stick oh my god sorry we'll get back onto alexa in a second i just want to talk about merch real quick that you just mentioned right. it so where i was at this show in london the other week how disgusting is this right they still sold uh bray wyatt merchandise for full price not on, is it? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Because there was this guy, um, as I came out, like after the show, he'd just come out of the toilet and he was um, he was just standing there. He must have been waiting for his kid or something. And in his bag, yeah. he had uh, had a mask, a very white mask. And I said, oh, how much do you pay for your mask? He said, oh, £15, which is only a, like a plastic one, you know, and it wasn't like a full-on yeah. one. And I was like, oh, okay, and then walked away. But he struck me as someone that was just taking his kid to the wrestling rather than be like he knows what he's talking like he knows what he's about to watch if you know what i mean and the kid might not have twitter social media so he might not know that his favorite character the fiend bray wyatt is no longer with the company (laughs) yeah and i just think don't have an opportunity um to sucker people in like that by selling their merchandise at shows i just think it's really bad move on behalf of the company i was a bit disappointed in that um also but again this one makes more sense i guess but they had so where they have all the t-shirts lined up you know they normally have one or two kind of like above the main line to show that they're the top seller or the big star they had yeah. uh, becky the man is back in town which was fine because she was there but the other one mm-hmm. was the head of the table roman reigns and i was like he's not here you know and i was like these little kids and there was also some cena tops as well but i was like these little kids are going to buy these. Cena makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he's always on sale regardless. But like Roman Reigns, they're all buying this shirt because they think, oh, yeah, he's going to be here tonight. You know, if I was an adult taking my kid, you know, and I spent £30 on a T-shirt and he wasn't at show, I'd be a bit put out by that personally. You know? Well, you, uh, know, what WWE, you know what WWE would say? Cards subject to change. That's all they say. What they yeah, might as well what... say is this company <laughs> you know i know i like to say it a lot but this company so um 
yeah, that was just a little side note that I wanted to mention. Well reminded. Um, back to Alexa Bliss. So everyone's talking about the goddess and stuff, but I feel like if that was to come back, people would just get well bored of it well quick. What I would like personally is to kind of incorporate the two characters. So you end up with sort of like a Harley Quinn in the middle. And I think that she uh-huh. would play that character like super well. And that's what I would like next from Alexa Bliss, if possible. But um, I wouldn't turn down the goddess either. Yeah. But, uh, well, your idea is actually really good. For are these are these people is this freaking company smart enough to even like think of that such a creative uh, idea? No, you'll probably find that they'll bring her back on TV exactly how she left, <laughs> and they'll be nope. like Alexa's back. <laughs> they won't even do that's anything exactly. about it. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't really put out by that win particularly I was like yeah Charlotte's going to win because she's Charlotte Fleur even if she mm. does lose she's going to win probably on Raw it doesn't matter because Alexa. she just needs to rack them up so it's pointless uh, Alexa foaming at the mouth when uh when the doll was ripped in half I mean did you not feel sad Steve were you not heartbroken I was oh man I, I did a, I did a, I did a 10 bell salute for Lily uh the next day <laughs> I love that oh my god I love that uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, I suppose. A, another bullshit finish. I'm a stupid, you know, thing. But this was the general, like I said, the general census of this show. Going to the main event, uh, Roman Reigns versus the Demon was actually a very, very good match, I thought. Um, it retained my attention throughout the whole thing. Um, it didn't feel very Extreme Rulesy compared to, like, other Extreme Rules matches you've had in the past. Considering this was the only stipulation match on the card, because um, mm. you know, bearing in mind last year, Rey Mysterio lost his goddamn eye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like a bit surprised that they only did one stipulation match this year, but um, it had some moments in it. I like that Roman Reigns put his face mask on to go out. Into oh, the crowd. I would say that too. Okay, that's another memorable <laughs> thing. Dude's like, before I go in, give me my mask. I was like, I respect that. <laughs> I, I was watching it thinking, you know what, Roman? Yeah, I am a piece of shit. <laughs> Put your mask on. You know, I I could spread COVID to you or something. Come come on in. Um, what I didn't like narrative-wise from this match was, oh, the Demon has been undefeated um, in WWE, but Samoa Joe beat him back on NXT um, in a cage match. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, his, his his last uh his last uh, takeover. So they didn't draw any attention to that. They just said the demon is undefeated on WWE. Of course, because NXT which, doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess it's technically not incorrect, but I just feel like you're in and Michael Cole, the way that he pushes things like that, it becomes really obnoxious. I find because um, he just will repeat it and repeat it. Um, and I was just sort of like, it just insults people that have been watching, you know, that are loyal to your company and watch NXT as well as watching your main two shows. You know, it's just disrespectful to us. But whatever, I let it slide. Um, <laughs> so the red lights came on, um, which is always a positive sign in WWE TV. <laughs> Whenever the red lights come on, you know some good shit is about to go down. Um, so Finn Balor starts to give himself a... Um, to give himself CPR on the floor. Um, I think that's the best way I can describe it, really. He just starts kind of like powering up again. Powered he, up. He, he, he hulked up. Yeah, I guess so. Like that's that. what they call um, it. They hulked up. The demon version of hulking up. 
had a little flurry, which was cool. Got Roman down, got him in, um, got him in position for the old Coupe de Grazy. Um, jumped on the top rope, and the top rope broke. <laughs> I like, can't what? believe it. Also, also, I was like, why did his music play when he was about to do that? His music was playing throughout the whole flurry that he had. Which yeah, was I was like, weird. why is this? Ha- what? I was like, why is this going on? And then when uh, he falls on his ass, he just cut the music off. I was, I was like, wow, like, that was. I was like, wow, yeah. anticlimactic. It's like he fell on his ass, the music stopped, and then the normal lights came up and Roman pinned him, and that was it. <laughs> and I was like, what just happened? I was like, you know, I, I, I just couldn't stop laughing. I was like, you know what? I can't even be angry. This is just. It, they nah. just wanted me to have a laugh. <laughs> you know what? Like, even like I say with the whole Charlotte Flair stuff, that's my that's my kryptonite with WWE, and I still can't. I'm still not mad at it at the moment because if so, if again, I don't really like to make comparisons, but if all elite wrestling didn't exist, I would be furious right now. I would be effing and jeffing about all of this stuff, but because. I can watch another show on a on a Thursday, well, a Wednesday night into Thursday, and then I watch another show again on a Friday into Saturday. I'm good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, WWE, keep doing what you're doing. It's not a problem. You know, all you're going to do is drive me away further, but they won't because there is stuff on the show that I still like. But um, the whole, like what you're saying, you can't really get angry at it. It just becomes laughable. So, um, and speaking of laughable, you know what's coming next. One of our... Uh, our favorite shows in the cosmopolitan city of Riyadh or Jeddah or wherever it is. So, um, you know, we're in for a treat with that one. Blood money, uh, Saudi money, uh, six. Saudi money, six. Oh, is that how many shows there's been? Six. Yeah. Six. I feel like there's been more than that. Oh, it's been six. Uh, there's a guy that keeps count and makes fun of every Saudi show on YouTube. So I was like, okay, it's six. Blood money six, oil money six. Hmm. Yeah. Um. You will have in that ma- in that pay per view though Bianca, Becky, and Sasha triple threat. Um. I- I'm worried about it because it's in Saudi Arabia, and they don't respect women. Um. Well, they're going to be all covered up, so we already know no, that they're going to be in full even, body suits. Even still, the matches that they've had previously, whether it was Bailey and. Was it Bailey and Natalia or Bailey and someone? Or no, sorry, it was Natalia and Lacey Evans, and then it was Lacey Bailey. Evans. Who did Bailey face for the title? Was it Carmella, Bailey, what? and someone? Um, I don't know. Wasn't it Lacey Evans again? I sort of got might have been. Lacey Evans. <laughs> yeah, it might well have been. been. I think Lacey uh, Evans has had like two matches in Saudi. Yeah, has she had her baby yet? Is she any near coming back? I don't know. I don't know, I don't and honestly, I don't care. She hasn't even posted nothing on the gram or or Twitter. I don't think I follow her anyway. I'm not really that interested in her, but um Yeah. Vanilla character. Captain Carter. No, I'm not a fan. Uh, uh, don't you dare do that to poor Captain Carter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll talk some MCU later. I'm interested yeah. to get opinions on things. Uh yeah, so that Saudi match I'm a bit concerned about because, yeah, you know, politically. Because although I remember watching the first one, which I think was Lacey and Natalia, and they spoke uh-huh. really highly about it. Um, I remember hearing some boos and things in the crowd and not because they're booing the characters, they're booing their gender. How how is, how dare you be athletes? You're supposed how, to be in the in in the kitchen or some shit like that. Freaking such a third world 
such a third world uh, way of of thinking, honestly. But Saudi is very not third world. It's very very. I rich. know that's yeah. They're rich, um, but they're third world mentality. Oh, they're just fuckers. Is what they are. Yeah. There you my go. language. Yeah. There you go. Um, oh, no, I was just trying to be nice, but yes, they're a bunch of fucks. <laughs> they are. I don't. This, I don't agree with any of their. Well, not any of their, but most of their political agendas. You know, sucks. Um. So yeah, that will go into we you know chatted a bit about Roman and Finn, uh, Becky and Bianca ended in a no contest as well because Sasha returned and beat them both down, and we got a new meme from Becky doing the whole uh, orange oh, the thumbs up. <laughs> so good. So I good. have that. I I have that. Uh, I literally have that meme on my phone. Like when, when you're trying to keep your life together, but you say you're okay. <laughs> yeah, story story of my life. In my this life, woman, seriously. This woman just gets me. Honestly, I love my love myself some Becky Lynch. It was so That's hard, it. To, so hard to not cheer for her um, at the London show because I was like, um, there was so much Becky represent representation, mm. and I wore my Bianca Belair shirt, and I think I only saw one other like the whole time around the O2 Arena, uh-huh. and I was and I was really trying to get Bianca over, but no, they weren't having any of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, Man, I, I I didn't realize how much I missed Becky. I'm like, man, it is so great to see her on TV, and she changed up her character as that as this really douchebag heel. And I'm like, you know what? I miss this woman so much. <laughs> yeah, right. She's just funny though. That's the whole point. She's, she's hilarious. Yeah, she's always person. been funny too. Yeah. So. Yeah, she went to clown college. You know, like that, that, that's that's why she understands what funny is. She, I think yeah. she went. Uh, yeah. Drama school with Aiden English as well. Huh. <laughs> Aiden English, what a boy. Um, was there anything else you want to talk about? Extreme Rules? They really needed the matches like that I really cared about. Um, actually, shout out to the tag match. Usos and uh, Street Profits was a decent match. Um, oh, there was that six-man tag match between the Bloodline and uh, the New Day, which probably should have been saved to Survivor Series, but it was an okay match. Yeah, but I saw it on Raw like the week before or two weeks before or something i swear i saw like a version of it on raw and i was like i, I remember i talked it up then so i was like when it came to the pay-per-view i was a bit like yeah here's what it is it was the opening match and i was like yeah i don't think xavier woods gets enough credit in ring he's actually uh, very very good my guy consequences creed <laughs> yeah right um yeah i haven't really got anything else to add to extreme rules um just have a little look at the uh, Blood Money 6 pay-per-view. Uh, Bob Goldberg versus Bob Lashley's no holds barred now. Did you know that? There I saw. Um, I imagine Goldberg's going to win that. Oh, because, you know, Goldberg is like freaking uh, so over over there. <laughs> oh, mate. I actually saw a GIF, um, I guess because he was on Raw last night. I saw a GIF like on twitter of him dropping bray wyatt not bray wyatt the undertaker on his head and i was like oh yes saudi is coming <laughs> you know it's literally oh, like man, they need you, they need you, to call that you. um you know when they called extreme rules last year the horror show at extreme rules it needs to be the no, horror show saudi in saudi money, arabia yeah. saudi oh. money six is going to be the horror show uh yeah this man's not going to be able to get him up for a jackhammer <laughs> No way. Yeah, no no way. again. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be Spears all day long. That's all it'll be. Um, Big E and Drew for the title. Um, can't see Big E Big E's going. Yeah, Big E's winning. 
because Big E's just gone to Raw as well and Drew's gone to SmackDown, I imagine it will be... I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Drew versus uh, Roman at Mania. I feel like they could start his chase from now, or like not now. Yeah, but I feel. I show. feel. Like, yeah, I feel like Drew. Honest, even even though Drew should be the first option, I still think the, uh, this company is helpful. Maybe, just maybe, we can get The Rock. It's like, no, you're getting Drew. <laughs> I was going to say you're going to go from The Rock to Drew McIntyre. Oh, oh man. Um, something that I just just realized. Seth Rollins never got his universal title match, did he? On SmackDown. He's just gone to Raw and he never got his title shot. Bastard. He's probably going to challenge for the WWE title eventually. Yeah. I mean, him and Becky being on the same show obviously makes a lot of sense for their travel and their baby and stuff. So that's fair enough. Mm. But, um, and Edge. The Edge is on Raw as well. So we can have Edge versus Rollins for the 43rd time. So there's uh, that. Yeah. Um, all right, what else we got? Tag team title match, RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Omos. I did not see when this got announced. Maybe it got announced on Raw and I totally missed it or blanked it out. Um, I think it got announced on Raw. Uh, but both of those tag teams are going to still be together, right, after the drafts. They're not, um, they've not split them or anything, have they? No, no, yeah, they're both, uh, they're, on their, they're on their respective show together still. Speaking of which, though, AJ needs, like, I know Omos is still kind of, like, green, but AJ is far too good to be in a tag team. It kind of sucks because he is, like, your main event caliber talent. So I'd like Honestly, to- I, don't, I, I don't think AJ even care. care. I mean, he, 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 he signed for, like, he's got, like, a two-year contract. I think he's got two more years on his contract. Uh, he dropped the title for a reason. He's, like, he just didn't want to be in the main event and have to do all the work so that's why i bet he doesn't mind being in the uh in the tag team he's just like man i get a little i get a little heat here and there you know they'll put heat on me then i tag in the big guy he'll do the the uh, big smash thing and then we win or lose whatever i guess um i guess his career trajectory at this point is a lot different as well because he's done everything already so it is probably about bringing up someone and he, they put him and Randy are probably looking at it because him and Randy had a match at Mania, for example. Him mm. and Randy are probably looking at it as, oh, we can bring up Riddle and Omos here, you know, and we can be the sort of stable parts of it to help them get to where they need to be. So yeah. I get and it. They're, and they're both Grand Slam champions. They won every single title in the company. So, which is kind of mad because AJ Styles has not been with the company that long, and it's like shows how good he is. They put the most confidence they, in him. I don't know. I disagree with that because I think it's more Vince McMahon wants AJ Styles to be remembered for his WWE career rather than anything else that he did prior to that. Because they'll be like, when he retires, they'll be like, oh yeah, AJ Styles, yeah, he was like Grand Slam WWE champion rather than yeah. being your, um, rather than being your New Japan heavyweight champion and your Impact champion and your all that sort of stuff. But for me personally, um, I think like some of my favorite AJ Styles work was when he was in the X division in TNA impact. Um, yeah. You know, so I'll always remember that fondly, but um, I guess he's a tag team wrestler now, <laughs> apparently, but um, uh, Becky Bianca, Sasha, we spoke about. And then the next one is Roman versus Brock. Or oh, it might as well be Roman versus Paul Heyman at this point. That's the way they're telling the story. Um <laughs> Which I don't think has been bad. I just think it's not for me. It's been sort of presented to kids where it's like, especially the way that Kayla, hey, Kayla, um, keeps kind of like 
surprising Paul Heyman like backstage and stuff. Like it was funny the first time, but it's you know it's been a couple of weeks of that now, and I'm a bit like done. I'm a bit over it. Um, and especially when Paul Heyman's phone started ringing and it was Brock Lesnar's entrance music as his ringtone, I was like, <laughs> oh, come on guys, you know, like who are you making this show for? Um, I think Roman retains. I think he goes through Brock Lesnar. He hasn't he hasn't been one that he's got through before. Um, I think that cements Roman's legacy. Um, you know, he's on the hottest streak of his life. Um, can't see him losing, really. What do you think? Nope. He's, uh, I think this dude's keeping it as well. Because then again, Roman is like, Roman is a god in Saudi Arabia. I'm pretty sure they got a statue erected of him somewhere there too. I know for sure in India, but here in uh, Saudi, I, here in Saudi Arabia, man, they worship that man in the ground he walks on. Same him and Undertaker book it for the next one. Right. No, no, nobody wants oh, that. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> god damn it. Um. I did mention the king and queen of the ring. Sorry, I'm just going through my notes as to what else WWE we can talk about before moving on to the good shit. Um, what are your impact wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that good shit. Um, Lucha mm. Underground. Uh, what is your take so far on the new presentation of NXT 2.0? Um, it's very uh bright. <laughs> A lot of cup. It's really a lot of colors. I like the stage. I'm not going to lie. Um, I was thinking, uh, like, I know Rick Steiner's uh, freaking uh, kid is, like, legit getting pushed to the freaking goddamn moon already. He, I think he beat LA Knight in his first match. He's tagging with Champa the other week or something like that. This is uh, uh, Bron Breaker. Is that his name? Yeah, Something like that? yeah Bron Breaker. Bron Breaker, because we convinced to watch some uh, movie from the 80s, and he really likes the name Bron. Or it's different like, variations uh, of the of the move of the name Bron. It just reminded me of like Triple H's first name, uh, Terrorizing. It's oh, literally God. just like yeah, it's such a bad name that it's kind of almost good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, Bron Breaker, yeah, that sounds intimidating. <laughs> I wouldn't fuck with him. He looks pretty intimidating. He's a big, muscly dude in a singlet. <laughs> All right, so hear me out. When he first came out, I just thought it was Ryback with hair. I know that's like... Oh, my God. That's a... Uh, yeah, what? Uh, damn it. Now I got... Damn it. Now I kind of uh, do see it. <laughs> that's all I saw when I first saw him come out and he singled it. I was like, oh, okay, Vince has made another Ryback. The Ryback. Another the Ryback. <laughs> another the Ryback, yeah. Tr- I Daniel Bryan would always call him the Ryback. Yeah. Reason. Maybe that is the reason why we like adding the in front of character names. <laughs> the Edge. <laughs> like, I thought, the I, I kind of I, I wish I still kept the, uh, the Edge name. The Edge. I oh, know, right? No, it never took off. <laughs> it never took off. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. My the one thing, the one, the, my one of my favorite things on the show is actually a toxic attraction with Mandy, uh, Gigi, and uh, JC. I'm not gonna lie. That's one of my things I kind of like. I'm not into it, and I like Mandy, which is kind of mm-hmm. weird. And I'm just yeah. not into it. I don't know. I, I haven't been into NXT since Candace got pregnant. I was literally like, even the Indy and um, Dexter wedding, that was really funny. But again, I was only kind of like half watching it. Um, And the whole honeymoon thing, I was a bit like, "Uh, yeah, it's funny, but it's not that funny. Do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, "Yeah, it's 
No, like after Candace left, I'm like, oh well, what now? I've still got to track down Candace. I don't know if you've seen my Instagram recently, but I'm into collecting women's wrestling figures now, like the Mattel uh, ones. And yeah. Candace, Candace is next on my list because um, they're just about to release a new one of her. And I've got to get her, damn it. But um, my collection is growing, put it that way. Um, yeah, so with NXT 2.0, I was crying out for like a change. But So I was, I was crying out for a change for a while because where it's in the performance center, although it was always in the small arena at full sale, um, yeah. with, with the performance center, I associate it to COVID and because it still had the, pers- uh, whatever you call them, plexiglass screens and things, even though they put a bit of like cage wire behind it, it was still behind Perspex. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, I just felt like NXT was still in the pandemic era, whereas everything else wasn't. Um, so I was crying out for a bit of a change but this wasn't it, you know, like, and I know that's on me and I know it's, oh, it's one of these fans that'll never be happy. But when they were saying about NXT 2.0, I think, first of all, the name is incredibly disrespectful to everyone that's come before. I think it's, you know, Vince McMahon saying, oh yeah, we'll rebrand, we'll rehash NXT. And it's like disrespectful to everyone that was currently like busting their ass on the roster, like, you know, up until the change. Mm-hmm. Um, the colours, I'm a very colourful person and I don't like it. I'm just like, nah, it looks a bit too crusty the clown to me. Um, so there's that. Um, and again, yeah, like where it's in the performance centre, you can actually visibly see the performance centre now around the outside of it. Um, yeah. So that's, an, that's a, a no from me as well, which is a bit of a shame. But I'm not, I, I'm still watching it. Um, I haven't not watched it yet. So I'm intrigued to see what happens with things. Uh, but bearing in mind, I, you know, one of my favorite parts of the show recently was Hit Row and now Hit Row are gone. Um, I was like, OK, what, do, what, what are NXT going to do now? But what I like about the whole Bron Breaker thing, and there was another one as well, um, another sort of like big dude that came on TV recently. But NXT is or was always supposed to be developmental. It was only where they were like, hiring these well-known stars like your Samoa Joes, your Adam Coles and stuff um, that made it that third brand. Um, But now I kind of feel like with the whole 2.0, it is kind of almost like a reset where that first episode of 2.0, I was like, oh, okay, I've not seen this person before. We're going back to developmental. But I think that's quite hard when something was your favorite brand. Does that make any sense? No, totally. By the way, shouldn't it be NXT 3.0? This is like the second time they've actually like, it's like the third time they've actually like changed it up. If you go back to the very, very beginning of NXT where they did the reality show era, so. Oh my saying. god! Yeah, you're totally right. I forgot all about just, that. Just, just saying. Titus O'Neil tripping over a keg, like, oh my god, that's throwback. Back to the original Nexus and stuff, you know? Yeah, you're exactly. right. So they don't even know how to name it. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Can I get a this company? <laughs> this it? company, god damn it. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, no, I will continue to watch it. Like I say, I put out on Twitter the other week, like, it's so weird how NXT was my favorite brand and now it's my least favorite brand. And bearing in mind, Raw has been dog shit the last year or something. Raw, I even prefer to watch Raw than I do NXT at the moment, which is a I'm bit not, sad. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Literally, I would only watch for uh, 
Candace, Indy, Johnny, or whatever the hell they were doing. That's it. I would only watch that. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I kind of was. And then she selfishly went and got pregnant. How dare, how dare you? Do, how dare you have a kid? I wanted to meet you in Dallas. Damn it, with your purple hair, and I would have had my purple hair. Anyway, I'm still hoping that she could be around um, in Dallas, maybe, if Gargano's in a big picture. I don't know. There's there's a chance, but not ideal. Um, Yeah, NXT 2.0. I don't know. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Uh, Have you got anything else that you want to talk about, about WWE, or are you quite happy to move on? I think we've covered everything that has hasn't happened and nothing of the sorts has happened so let's yeah, go sure um all right so let's take you back to your trip to chicago that you were going on anyway <laughs> allegedly so, I, still, um, I still watched it i still watched all out in a movie theater in chicago so that was still a pretty cool experience too oh they put it what they put it on locally did they for people that couldn't get tickets or something yeah, in a, in Chicago, and it oh. was fun because there's a lot of CM Punk fans, so it was like nice to be in, a, in some type of atmosphere watching that's, it. That's really really cool. Um, yeah, that's really cool. I didn't know that. I hadn't heard of that. Um, all right, you just said the the man of the hour, or one of the men of the hour. I feel like AEW has so many friggin' men's of the hour at the moment. We're talking um, we're talking about Leo Rush, right? The newest signing to the AEW. Yeah, represent my moth. Um, man of the hour. <laughs> uh, let's talk about CM Punk then for a, a, a little right. bit. Um, his entrance music is now in the intro to this show, FYI. Um, Wonderful. So, yeah, I obviously we spoke about his return before on the last episode, so go back and listen to that one if you want to hear what we thought about that. But this was his first match back with, um, with young Darby Allen. Darby Allen! Um, at All Out. Uh, what did you What did you think about it? First of all, um, obviously it wasn't the main event, which mm-hmm. I thought was the right decision actually myself. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. interested to get your take on it. CM Punk, Darby Allen, talk to me. Uh, well, first uh, the the CM Punk uh, tights. Not I was like, oh, why did he come out with the trunks? That's the first thing I looked at. I was like, he's got the pants. I don't know how I feel about this. His legs <laughs> was, it, are like, incredibly long <laughs> as well. I was yeah, like, I was like, like oh, I don't know how I feel, but I was like, okay, whatever. I, I can I can ignore that because it's his day today. Um, nice for yeah, I I love the reaction. Like it was nice to see. It was just nice to see him back. Um, the match. Um, I know a lot. Some people were saying it was kind of slow at first, but. I think that's the point. I think he wanted to start it like that, too, because, like, you know, he technically is the bigger guy. Darby has to fight from underneath. Uh, it starts to get going, uh, as all matches do eventually. Freaking uh, Darby started doing his little high-flying stuff. But um, in the end, it was, it was for me, it was just a, a really solid debut. It was like he still got it at his age as well. He can still work. And... Uh, no, I'm just so happy he's back. Quite frankly, I, I literally was just smiling the whole, the whole match because like, man, this dude really is back, ain't he? <laughs> I know, right? It, it did feel kind of weird, like you said, with the tights. 
because I was like, I don't know if you saw his tweets in the build up to like the show where he was like, oh shit, I need wrestling boots. <laughs> and I was I saw like, that. He... well, I think he needed some wrestling trunks, honestly. That's what I thought. Yeah, when he came out and he typed, I was like, oh, maybe he didn't, you know, or maybe he's going for a new, a new, new look. A, yeah, a new, you know, perspective. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Um, did you see, like, they did a side by, someone did a side by side on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, of like, there was a Bret Hart match where, um, there was a few moments in the CM Punk match where like he did, I don't know, uh, Darby Allen sort of does like a rollout or something and CM Punk sort of sits there and smiles. There was a match with, I can't remember who Bret Hart was facing, but there, I think it might've been, um, it might've been one, two, three kids, X-Pac maybe. I'm not sure. It might've been yeah. someone else. So don't hold me to that. But, um, there was literally a side by side of kind of like the ring psychology of it. And I didn't, I didn't pick up on it. Like, you know, I don't think anyone would have done to tell you the truth. But obviously this came out a couple of days later. And I was like, well, you know, if CM Punk looks up to people like Bret Hart and stuff, why not tell or why not use that? Do you know what I mean? And um, I actually thought the match was everything it needed to be. So when you look at other matches that we'll get into in a bit, like on this card, you had an, a hardcore extreme match in the cage. And then you had your world title fight you know, like high stakes. This just needed to be a clean enough wrestling match that just showcased both guys' ability. That's all it needed to be. And then, yeah, I mean, if you bet on Darby Allen to win, I'm sorry, but you're an idiot. <laughs> like, that, there was no way that CM Punk was losing this match. So it, that's all it needed to be, like just a nice showcase for Punk. And I thought it did everything it needed to be. It was perfect, really, to me. Um, hit a nice clean GTS as well for the finish. Um, where he was a smaller guy, Darby Allen, it looked great, like proper, like, and then into the pin was really tucked. And I thought, yeah, that was proper good. It was just like two wrestlers just going at it. I thought it was excellent. Um, so away from all out, I just want to stay on the topic of CM Punk because we might as well, rather than kind of keep coming back to it. But um, going into the Grand Slam show that took place in Arthur Ashe, stadium in new york uh cm punk yeah. was on the rampage which was on the friday against mm-hmm. um i almost called him luke hobbs again then will hobbs um oh, uh, pa- powerhouse hobbs powerhouse hobbs maybe i should just call him powerhouse hobbs rather than trying that's to what i call him powerhouse Ho- powerhouse hobbs because luke hobbs is the rocks character from fast and furious isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yep hobbs, not will hobbs the pro wrestler um so yeah just to compare the two um, that one was a lot different because it was CM Punk kind of getting beaten up a lot because he was, and I think he even drew blood a little bit um, mm-hmm. from Powerhouse Hobbs because he is a powerhouse. And then CM Punk kind of, you know, getting him up for the GTS, he probably weighs double what Darby Allen does, but it still looked super good. Like Punk still looked strong and hasn't missed a beat, essentially, considering the guy's been away for seven years, was it? Um and he did that UFC stint, which is, you know, a fit, like actual right fighting, proper fighting. To come back into a pro wrestling world um, is obviously going to be a challenge for anyone. And you see some of these old guys that come back, like in WWE and stuff, and they don't have it anymore, whether it's your takers, your Goldbergs and stuff. But Punk's is still at that age. I think he's about 40, isn't he? I don't think he's any older than that, um, where he's still got it. And I thought he, um, both matches, I thought, were, were really good, but they were both very different. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. 
Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like seeing the the uh, the different spectrum. Like in one match, uh, he was the one on top and like beating down the little guy, and then it's like complete turnaround on his next match. He has to fight from underneath back up. So it's like so. He's got a different range, so like I'm appreciating that we're seeing the whole little by little we're starting to get the whole CM Punk repertoire back out, you know. And we haven't seen everything yet either, have yeah, we? Yeah, just like, little t- little bits and tastes of everything. Of, yeah, so far, like we, and I like that. We haven't seen his whole move set and stuff. Um, the Once only he gets thing a world is, title match, that's when he's gonna start pulling out the freaking CM Punk elbow or something like that. Well, this is it, yeah, the old Macho Man elbow drop and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so just on, just to kind of finish up on Punk, like, briefly, like, my yeah. only concern is that he might just be a little overexposed right now in the sense that he's been on every show since he debuted. And I know, like, AEW don't do pay-per-views as regular, but mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just hoping they don't lose that attraction from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The AEW audience is totally different to the WWE audience, whereas yeah. professional wrestlers will want to watch professional wrestlers just all the time. So it doesn't matter how many matches CM Punk has. We want to see him go against Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan, Hangman yeah. Page, Kenny Omega. Do you know what I mean? We want to see that. So um, I think there's a flip side of the coin there where you can say, you know, CM Punk doesn't necessarily need to go out there and sit on commentary some nights on Dynamite mm-hmm. or Rampage, but I fucking love him on commentary. I think he's brilliant. So I'm okay with it. Um, But yeah, I just think I'd, you know, kind of put that out there as a bit of a, um, you know, just to respect him as well, to sort of say, you know, he is a main, he is a a main attraction. So I'm just hoping they don't oversaturate him. I don't want to get bored of watching CM Punk. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, I I want him to be on TV, but not as much. But at the same time, I know like, we don't want him to get booked like WWE as a part-timer where he just shows up, okay, I want to challenge for the world title or any title. I kind of want him to earn it, kind of like a lot of these guys on TV who are going out there and earning their spots. So I'm like, all right. Even though he is a big name, like, I mean, something I want to see him get, you know, build up to that eventual world title match. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think that comes anytime soon, though. I feel yeah. like he's a, he's a long way off from the title picture. Like I think he's at least a year off, honestly. Well, yeah, uh, you know, we'll talk some world title picture in a minute, but I don't think Punk's anywhere near it to tell you the yeah. truth. It was he's just like so funny mid, how they he's um, like mid card, honestly, proper right, mid card. Yeah, he's so yeah. mid card. It just really made me laugh how they got to the Will Hobbs match because it was like CM Punk was just talking about how he likes being back and. You know, if anyone's going to, you know, typical normal promo stuff, like, oh, if anyone crosses me or whatever, I'll put, you know, put them to sleep and all the rest of it. And then Taz just got up as if to say, how dare you talk about me like that? And he didn't even mention his name. I was like, what? You know, so it was a bit strange how they got there with it. Um, But it looks like Punk's going to be feuding with um, Team Taz for like a fair little while. Um, Something. Yeah, so there's I think a lot the of good one, talent. In, there's a lot of good talent in Team Taz. So I think I think the one that people want to see the most out of that little group is uh, Starks and Punk. Starks, I think that, yep. Oh, that should that actually I think is gonna be really fun once they get there. Definitely, I think that'll be the one to look out for. Um, anything else you wanted to add to CM Punk chat? I feel like we ticked off both um, uh, All Out and <laughs> what was the 
tennis show called Grand Slam. That's it. The, the Grand Slam. A tennis show. Like it was it was just in a tennis stadium. It had nothing else to do with tennis whatsoever. Um, no US right. Open there right now. Yeah, oh, I, I think for CM Punk, uh, hopefully just keeps on trucking, honestly. Well, he is the best in the world for a reason. So, um, cool. Let's break it up and let's talk about some uh, AEW women's action. So, from All Out, you had Destination. Da, 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 uh, da, 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 Ruby Soho. I don't know the lyrics to the song, obviously. Um, so uh, Ruby I, Soho, believe, I believe the song is called Ruby Soho. <laughs> it is. So, I learned from a podcast that she did with Rand, Rancid. With our uh, our favorite Renee Nay, Renee Nay Young's podcast. Um, oral sessions. It's oral actually sessions. really good. Lessons, yeah. It's really good, isn't it? It's so good. Um, I love Renee. I can't talk highly of her enough, but um, she's one of my favorites. Anyway, uh, Ruby Soho said on that show that she didn't know. She wanted to keep the name Ruby because she felt like it was her most established name. Um, obviously, she couldn't keep Riot because it's a WWE trademark name. So she was like, oh, what do I call myself? And apparently, like, she she's into that kind of music. So she knew someone from Rancid anyway, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he said, why don't you just call yourself Ruby Soho? And she was like, I, I didn't know I could, <laughs> you know. So um, that's how the name came about, which I thought was a really funny, cool story. Um, and obviously the entrance music is perfect. And they got the rights to the entrance music because Rancid blessed her with it. So that's cool. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, which is really cool as well um so she was the last entrant into the casino bow royal um on all out eliminating funda rosa last which at the time i had my issues with because mm-hmm. i really 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 want to see Britt and funda rosa go again, again. Just because that match they had at the saint patrick's day slam or whatever it was so was good so, so good, good. <laughs> No, um, I, told, I, t- I think I told you uh, when it was still rumored uh, that R- Ruby was going to go to AEW, I told you I think she was going to get a massive push immediately once she got there. She has had that push. So, again, to go into the Grand Slam match where she faces Brit, it came well quick. And pretty much now, every- everyone that's won one of these battle royals has not gone on to win the title. Um, which I, I think it's a good. curse, honestly. I know, right? <laughs> Not that AEW has been around that long, but pretty much everyone that has either won a Casino Battle Royal or a ladder match or something has not gone on to win the title, which I think is quite quite funny and quite telling. But um, I thought her match at Grand Slam with Britt uh, was really good. Actually, before the match, um, their promo that they did on Dynamite was so... Oh, yeah, that was a good promo. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, where, what was it? Britt said to... Uh, sorry, Ruby said to Britt something about sleeping her way to not to the top but you know the whole adam cole connection baby mm. which was cool and then she said like oh just because you've spent the last year or last two years in catering and i was like oh no oh yeah i was that like burn like, i was like oh shots no. fired yeah uh, which was really good and it really hyped me for the match um i thought the match was really good uh again it protected ruby because we had the shenanigans because she did actually have brit beat at one point um but i am also such a fan of brit and i think i told you this like on the last episode but i've booked to meet her in november at a convention in wales randomly um and i really need her to be champion <laughs> when i meet her because i've got her t-shirt i want to champ- i want a picture with the champion do you know what i mean 
So I'm hoping that yeah. she holds her title as far as there. So I didn't want Ruby to win. But she had her beat at one point and then some shenanigans from the outside where it ends up winning, makes her tap out as well, which what we were saying about WWE earlier was quite telling because they actually commit to a finish, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did another promo, I think, on the Dynamite afterwards, or it might have been Rampage, that they said um, Ruby was like, I'll find my way back to you. Do you know what I mean? Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. But Britt was like, yeah, back of the line, sister, essentially, you know, which I thought, again, was really cool because wins and losses matter in AEW, which is really important. If it was WWE, Britt and Ruby are going again at the next pay-per-view. Do you know what I mean? So If not the the next night. uh, Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, no, touche, sir, touche. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, it's quite nice to see Ruby got her kind of initial welcome to AEW pop, got her moment obviously didn't win but i imagine that she'll go on a bit of a run now winning matches whether that's on dark elevation rampage or dynamite she's probably gonna get in there with some women and kind of you know um start winning some matches which would be really cool you know and i think she's happy to just be featured and be a you know a stellar point of the show so i think everyone's a winner here is what i'm trying to say do you feel that as well what was that? I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. What was that? I was just saying, I feel like everyone's a winner here um, in this kind of story with Britt and Ruby. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, we get good wrestling. We get fire promos. And uh, I can't, I'm actually really uh, uh, looking forward to Ruby's journey back to uh, to Britt. Like, that. Like I can't remind me when Becky told uh, Ronda Rousey, I told you I'd come back to you, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was what Survivor Series to WrestleMania, so like a what six month period. So six months from now, um, Mm -hmm. what what's the January pay per view in? Is it uh, actually no? What is it? October, October, November, December, January, February. So it would actually be March March time. So uh, the would it be Revolution? Maybe Revolution. I think it would be Revolution. Yeah. So maybe Revolution. I wouldn't mind seeing Britt go all the way to double on nothing though, and having a year. Of no, I I kind of want her to have an ex because I felt like we waited so long for Britt to finally get that title. I feel like she should have an extended run, you know. You know, like I said, um, Thunder Rosa, I feel like is the natural one to be, and I would love you know Thunder Rosa to be the one to beat her as well because you know their little history rivalry. Um, another name I'm going to throw at you because it was she wasn't on. Well, she was in the um, battle royal, but um, she she is pretty green. But I feel like I'm in love with the woman. Is um, Jade Jade Cargill? I think she's an absolute specimen. So Jade. I feel like I would love to see her be champion at some point soon too. But mm-hmm. when you've got someone like Britt who holds the belt and you love that, she's my favorite women's wrestler at the moment. Um, yeah. Little little spoiler for the last question of the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Britt is like probably my favorite out there at the moment. Yeah. So I'd you know, Eva. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like uh, Jade should get the title. Like, cause I feel like whoever gets whoever gets that title off of Britt between, uh, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be the Thunder Rosa or Ruby Soho. Um, I think Jade should just be uh, that nasty heel that just like that, that just like takes that title away from whoever has it, uh, and just really makes us hate her. Because sometimes, like man, she be getting on my nerves. I'm like, man, you're doing your job then, because you're really ticking me off. 
Yeah, no, she's she's something else, honestly. I really like her. Um, I'm captivated by her, actually. Um, I think she's great. But like uh, you said, she's still a little bit green. So yeah, give her time. Like, just give her a little bit more time. Um, yeah, she is a bit like there's some moments that I've been a bit like, oh, or that you know, that's not a wonky, as good as it, a little bit. Yeah, wonky, it's yeah. not as good as it could have been, you know. And I'm like, okay, but she'll get there. So like I say, maybe a year from now or whatever, Jade Cargill <laughs> give her everything. Um, all right, I just wanted to talk about that match on uh, All Out as well, though, because I don't want to completely avoid um, or ignore Chris Statlander because um, I think oh, she's she looks just... great in that match. Yeah, yeah, right. She's a super talent as well, um, and I really like this um, this match. I thought it was really good. Again, it's like if if Brit has good matches as champion, it cements her legacy as champion. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you, Chris Statlander, for being one of those kind of. Um, thank you. You're basically saying thank you for doing the job. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, thank you for being like a hurdle, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But again, this is another one where I never expected Brit to lose. Um, you know, I expected her to win this match anyway. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so something I'm not going to go into the match in detail, or whatever. But something that just really caught me by surprise was when Orange Cassidy just lost his shit and started hyping her up like mad. And I was, oh, yeah. literally like, I was like, wow, you're not like, wow, you're you lost your shit. You're not keeping cool, calm and collected. I've never seen him do that before. I was like, wow, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really good. Wasn't well, um, there like a little like, quote unquote, love storyline going on between Chris Statland and Orange Cassidy? So I was like, OK, well, I can see yeah. why he wants the chick he's interested in to uh, come on, get up. <laughs> Yeah, right. Why not? Why not? Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to sort of give her a shout out as well. Um, anything else you wanted to add to that women's part of AW? No, I just, I just, I just, I think everything, I think you got everything. Uh, Bird Breaker is awesome, basically. Um, and like, and yeah, long may she rain. Yeah, rain, rain high. So I'm just flicking through the Wikipedia entry of All Out, right? And I've also uh-huh. got the Grand Slam one open. And, like, compared to WWE, I'm looking at the matches on here, apart from one, apart from the Paul White defeating QT Marshall that I never gave a shit about. Uh, looking at bathroom break, not going to lie. Yeah, definitely. The bathroom. But looking at everything, I'm like, oh, I'm actually excited to talk about that. I'm excited to talk about that. Do you know what I mean? So um, I don't know what stood out to you next, or I guess, like, I just picked the first two, I guess, being Punk and uh, Brit slash Ruby. What what else, um, you know, what did you like from All Out? Um, uh, you know what? I I really did like when Minoru Suzuki came out to confront John Moxley because that continues their rivalry from the New Japan stuff when they were fighting for that U.S. title. That was really cool. I kind of did lose my shit. And everyone in the... In the I really like that moment because in the movie theater, everyone started singing Minoru Suzuki's song and the whole Katsu Ninare thing. And I was like, all right, this is cool. I'm glad we came to the movie theater to watch uh, the the show. And then also, like, the cage match was freaking insane as well. A little bit spot monkey-ish, but you know what? That's what they are. They know what they are. Like, you know what? Whatever. I enjoyed that match really, really, like, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> really a lot. You know what you yeah. just said about the uh, Suzuki incident? I actually had no idea what they were alluding to. I was like, what does this even mean? Like I say, for on AEW, especially with the New Japan guys, I'm watching mm. a lot of stuff for the first time. So I didn't know who he was, really. And when they said about his music, I was like, oh, okay, did he really get stroppy about that? 
but apparently he did. <laughs> he threw his toys out the pram. Um, cage match. So anyone that's listened to this in the past, and you know that I'm not really a Bucks fan, but this match was the first match of them where I've gone, you know what? I get it. You know, they are very, very good at what it is that they do. The only thing is, I'm not necessarily in sh- I'm not necessarily sure if I'm if I'm really into what it is that they do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Some of this stuff did look kind of like you know, like, oh come on, that's not believable. When they all like super kicked each other to the ground, got up and then just started super kicking each other and like in a continuous circle. It's like, all right, all right, I like <laughs> you guys. So come on, really? I was just that. Like, someone just put their arms up or something or just move <laughs> do you know what i mean like it's not real um so the moment for me that was like okay i get it was when um oh, i'm probably gonna butcher this but i feel like it was nick jackson that uh-huh. took um the uh well panama sunrise slash uh canadian destroyer off the top rope and yep. he just spiked his head and i was like fuck <laughs> and when i saw that i was like wow he's dead do you know what i mean i was like he's done um and you can't do things like that permanently do you know what i mean you will die if you do stuff like that permanently i guess it's i guess it's okay if you do it one off like all out is obviously there so do you think all out or double or nothing is their wrestlemania i think it's all out because you know i think of like that when the idea of aw started it was at the all-in show even though it was like a bunch of promotions together i feel like all out i I want to say wrestlemania Because as well, this one is being considered not just AEW's best pay-per-view ever, but one of the best wrestling pay-per-views ever. I've heard people say like, oh, the best wrestling pay-per-view since um, WrestleMania 17 and things like that. And I don't necessarily Uh, agree with that. Calm down. Yeah, (laughs) I don't agree with that. But I was like, okay, fair enough. You know, it's nice to have an opinion. Um, going back to the cage match, like I say, that like what you said, there was a lot of spot monkey stuff in this match, but because it was, and I think as well, because of the nature of the other matches that were on the card, I really, really enjoyed this cage match. Um, and I, um, like I said, I'm not necessarily a fan of the Bucks, so I was quite happy to see that they lost in the end as well, and the Lucha yeah. Bros won. Um, and yeah, it's definitely their most impressive, both tag teams, in fact, both both of them most their most impressive performances um hats off to both guys um i saw it was getting very emotional at the end where um penta had like his daughter and stuff i think ringside and it was all getting yeah. a bit emotional when he won and that and, so the, that refer- was, and the referees are telling him hey you're going over to get to the yeah. back uh, just get out of here the referees get out of here okay yes you're happy get to the back we're running on time considering this was like quite early on in the show i guess um mm-hmm. i think it was one of the longer matches of the night as well and i um, think they went long too that's why they were rushing yeah them out. <laughs> but there was some really really cool moments in this match and i was just sort of like fuck how was you know follow that do you know what i mean but um where the where the next matches were so different it didn't really matter and i think that's what makes a good pay-per-view because it's having a balance yeah um, so, yeah, like, I mean, I'm not going to melt through it and be like, oh, it was a seven-star classic, but I'm literally going to say, yeah, it was probably their best performance I've ever seen. But if they're going to listen to this podcast, guys, like, you haven't got to do that every week or every so often to, like, impress Please me. Please use ring psychology. Yeah, right. Ask. <laughs> you know, because one of you will die <laughs> if you're going to take fucking spike pile drivers off the top rope like that. Oh, my God. Brutal. 
but yeah, very, very good performance from both guys or both sets of guys, which was um, incredible stuff. Uh, what's next? Um, or not necessarily next, but uh, <laughs> all right. the most hated man in wrestling, I think, at the moment. MJF versus Chris Jericho. Um, if Jericho lost, he had to retire. Um, all right, so let me just get my little thought out first. Uh, where it was all out, I was like, hmm, you know what? And Jericho, all right, he still has it, but nowhere near like the, the kind of talent of what a younger guy kind of has these He's days. He's not a spring chicken, let's just say that. No, like he can still carry a match, but I was like, you know what? It's all out. It's their equivalent of WrestleMania. Part of me bought into the fact that Jericho could retire. And I was like, but surely they'd make a bigger deal of it. Like surely it would have been, it wouldn't have been on the same show as CM Punk's return. And it wouldn't have been on the same show as, um, you know, the Kenny Omega Christian world title match, you know? And that's why I was like, giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. So then when it, where it was placed on the show, I was like, cause it was just before Punk's match as well. I was like, okay, yeah. Chris Jericho's not retiring then. You know, but if that was WWE and it was Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 35, they're retiring your ass halfway through the show. <laughs> they yep. don't even, yeah. and you're going to jump out to a happy Corbin or what? No, no, he was the equivalent was, um, of Corbin. He was still a Baron then. Um, oh, yeah. I believe. Baron Corbin. Oh, no, he was, uh, wasn't he like Constable Corbin? Could well, have he been, was actually. a for- former Constable. He could have been a constable or a King Corbin at that point. He might might have just been a baron. Um, Yeah, but the Chris Jericho MJF one, it had quite a a talking point with a finish because MJF did beat him. Um, Jericho had his foot on the rope. Foot on the rope, though, yeah. And then they literally just restarted it and Jericho won straight away. And I was like, "Mm, okay, that was annoying. But just do that. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I was like, why have we got to have... I don't think the fans... I guess and they it, did that because they just, you know, like, oh, my God, he actually is retiring. It's like, no, tried to create some drama to make it look like Aubrey didn't see the, the foot. And I was like, like, yeah, I kind of knew when they did that. I was like, all right, well, they're going to restart the match. And he's probably going to win with the Judas effect immediately or something. Well, that's exactly what happened. And do you know what was annoying as well is that Aubrey is actually a very, very good referee. <laughs> like all the rest she's of the very comp- She's very competent. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but with this one, I was like, if his foot was kind of under the rope um, rather than on it, where everyone could visibly see that the match, you know, ended sloppy or whatever, or like false finish. If it was mm-hmm. under the rope and... MJF 41. I feel like that would have captivated the audience a little bit more. But because it was on the rope, everyone could visibly see that the call was wrong rather than be like if Jericho was saying, oh, no, no, my foot was under the rope because that technically counts as a rope break as well, doesn't it? Um, well, I don't know if it does on AEW ruling, but it does on WWE. <laughs> it did, did at one time, should I say. It might not now. But I was like, just do something that little bit more edgy then, you know, rather than be a, have yeah. it that obvious. But I was more of an advocate for just have MJF lose because I don't think it did anything. It wouldn't have hurt him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story that got us there was telling the story of Jericho just beating him. And I was quite happy for Jericho to just beat him. So, yeah, if there was a negative on All Out, this was probably it for me. Um, yeah, that was uh, yeah my thoughts on MJF and Jericho. Yeah, but- same. Also, so like, I didn't like I didn't like the rendition of his uh, 
of uh, Judas on the guitar uh, when Jericho came out. Yeah. You know what was really cool, actually, a couple of weeks prior, where MJF said that he wasn't allowed to have the Judas entrance and the fans sang it for him as he came out? Was so cool. Yeah, that was here. That was here in Houston. Oh, did, were you at that show then, or did you not? Miss? No, I went to training that day, but I saw. I was like, oh, the one. And one of my friends was like, man, the one day I get to go to AEW and watch Chris Jericho, the dude doesn't have his music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, the fans all sang it, and it was quite yeah. quite cool. Quite a cool little moment. Um, yeah, sweet. All right, let's talk about the um, the TNT title picture because it's obviously changed quite a bit. Um, yeah, it's changed since yeah. uh since all out. <laughs> so the all out match opened the show. It was Miro versus Eddie Kingston, and it was the story was Miro being God's favorite champion, and Eddie didn't give a shit about his God, <laughs> which was brilliant. Um, that was the story that got us there. I thought the match was quite cool. Eddie's got this like ideology in his in his moves and things that he doesn't give up. You know, he's one of these guys that will just get his ass kicked pretty much, which I quite like. Um, fast forward a few weeks, uh, Miro defended his title, I believe, against uh, the little Mexican mask guy who just signed uh, Fuego. Fuego del Sol, yeah. Fuego del Sol, that's his name. Didn't want to butcher that, so thanks for that one. Um, which was then leading to, because he's a mate of Sammy G's, Sammy Guevara. Um, and mm. then we got literally this week on Dynamite or last week on Dynamite, should I say, um, Sammy G defeating um, Miro in town yeah. for the TNT title. So, yeah, what were your thoughts um, initially on Miro and Eddie? And then, yeah, what do you think of Sammy G as your new champion? M- Miro and Eddie was actually uh, a really uh, fun match uh, for just two, as Floyd said, just two men slapping meat or whatever he says something like that and uh so I was like, it was a really enjoyable match i really kind of was hoping that uh that uh eddie would uh pull it off but i was like uh i think because they, they really want to keep pushing uh miro because he's been so dominant ever since he took that title from uh from darby and uh what honestly i was caught off guard when when sammy actually won i was like oh snap we have a new two tnt champion Whoa, I did not see that one. I personally did not see that one coming. Him, uh, Sammy Guevara winning the title for Miro. So. I, I friggin' love Sammy G. Like, when um, I first started watching AEW, the first few people, bearing in mind it wasn't sort of, I don't want to say overbaked because I still don't think it is, but mm-hmm. um, where, where people sort of suggest that it's overbaked with ex WWE guys now, um, I first gravitated to Sammy Guevara, Hangman Adam Page, and Jungle Boy were my three. And I was like, these three are your future. Do you know what I mean? Because they're all so young as well. And I think where they put him with uh, Sammy G, they put him with Chris Jericho and Ian a circle to start with. I thought, yeah, this guy's going to go places. So um, obviously it's been a little while coming, but the fact that he's now a champion in AEW is just so cool to me as one of the sort of originators of it. Um, mm. super talented guy as well like I say he's very very good when he caught um, Rusev, oh, not Rusev, sorry <laughs> Miro in the standing Spanish flyer like off the ropes was so good, I was like wow I never saw that coming um, mm. and then yeah he finished it off with that massive sort of dive move spinny move off the top rope which I thought was really cool as well um, credit to Miro for his title reign up until this point as well 
it has been very, very good. Um, if he was to defeat Sammy G, I wouldn't have been pissed or anything. I would have been like, okay, mm-hmm. we're still in. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> yeah, kind of. You know, we're still in, um, you know, the wrath of, of Miro. Miro um, yeah. And that's how he always should have been booked, to tell you the truth. I feel like he should have been booked like that from day one in WWE. You know, he's that guy. Um the only annoying thing is, right, so I don't know if you've seen already, but the ladder match um, that's going to take place um, soon, I'm not sure when, uh, is at Dynamite Homecoming, I think, which might even be this week. Is it this week or next week? I can't remember. But um, Miro isn't in it, and I felt like if you drop the mid-card title, that normally puts you in the top title contention picture, and uh, Miro mm. isn't in the ladder match, which I was a bit disappointed with. And someone like Matt Hardy is. And I was like, mm, not sure about that. Well, Matt yeah. Hardy's in there just because he's Matt Hardy. And that's Mr. Ladder Match right there. Yeah, they're putting him in there just for like nostalgia purposes, I guess. Not that he's going to do anything too drastic. But um, speaking of Matt Hardy, though, because you had the Orange Cassidy and someone. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But the hair versus hair match just happened on Rampage. Um I think that Matt Hardy with this whole thing, it get it's just gonna get him to a point where we're gonna see like a new version of broken Matt Hardy. So whether that's like him as a bald man just losing his mind, you know, um at the hands of like Orange Cassidy sort of thing. I feel like that's where we go here. So why why he's in that ladder match, I've just got no idea. But um yeah, very confusing times, but Mm-hmm. Uh, very happy with Sammy G. Just to go back on that as your uh, current champion. Yes, yeah, so uh, he's a, he's a local boy here. So, oh, is he he's from your area? Yeah, oh, Houston. Good. Yeah, I love Sammy G. He's a good guy. Knows what he's doing. Knows what he's doing. All right. So I feel like the only picture we've got left to talk about on AEW is the world title picture. Even though, um, so it is literally where do we start with this? Uh, so the main event of All Out was Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the AEW world title considering mm-hmm. Christian Cage beat him like a couple of weeks prior for the Impact, the Impact title um, I, a lot of people were a bit like CM Punk should have main evented this show rather than this but if knowing CM Punk or not that I know him but knowing what CM Punk stands for he's always said that the world title should close the show so I don't think he was mad about it or anything. You know, he's yeah. quite happy. And then basically what comes after this made sense why this went on last. So mm-hmm. let's talk about it. First of all, Kenny Omega and Christian Cage. I think I don't think this match was as good as their one that they had. Oh, I, I love the first one on, Ram, on a Rampage. That one was so good. Yeah, I felt, I felt like it was better. I feel like this one just had the sort of table spot. Um, but again, in terms of in-ring quality i feel like you were going to see you by this point in the show you've seen the best in ring quality that you're going to see if you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah from the cage match from cm punk all the rest of it so well by the time you got to this match it was just sort of like guys just have a good match and end the show send the send the fans home happy but little did we know <laughs> so kenny omega retains the title um i want to get this right um so the elite come down to start with um and jurassic express is it do i have i got this right come down and they have a bit of a, a oh no no sorry 
I think the elite come out first, and yeah, then the you hear. Come out first, yeah, they're all like, even though uh, the the uh, the Jacksons lost their titles, they're just so happy for Kenny. They're hugging. And they're like shuffling around. Yeah. Yeah, Pop freaking in. the whole elite comes out, Gallows and Anderson, and then I think they start beating up what on Christian. That's right. And then all of a sudden you hear yeah, about that boom. Um, I think this came next, or did the Jurassic Express? No, I th- it was Jurassic Express first, and then they kicked their ass, didn't they? No, because I, I, I thought they come down. I oh, I'm gonna have to. It was, where it's so long ago, I can't remember. But I uh, thought Adam, I thought Adam Cole came out first because I thought like he promoted, and. Mm-hmm. Um, because he came, he came down, and everyone was like, "Oh, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna join? Is he gonna, um, is he gonna beat down on Christian, or is he gonna help, or is he gonna beat down on the elite or whatever?" And then he joined the elite. Oh, so then maybe, yeah, he did. Maybe the Jurassic Express had already come out with Frankie Kazarian. Maybe they had already come out. Um, yeah, sorry if I'm butchering this, guys, but you know, point is. Adam Cole came out and joined the elite. That's all we needed to take away from this. Where the beatdown was placed, I guess it doesn't really matter. But then he joins the elite. They all hug, kiss, la 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 la. They start to beat them down. And then, oh my God, lo and behold, Brian Danielson, your American, the American dragon, um, has debuted in AEW um, and has come out to end the show. And, um, and yeah, Gave a nice flying knee to uh, Kenny Omega and sent uh, sent the fans home happy, I, I guess. Um, sent the wrestling world into turmoil. Let's be real. Um, and this is where people are saying, "Oh, it's the greatest pay per view ever." La 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 la. Um, so my question to you, I guess, do you think, for one, do you think there was too many debuts in one go? Because you were, you also had Ruby Soho earlier in the night. So there was kind of three debuts in the end. And then do you think as well, where Brian Danielson come out, do you think it stole Adam Cole's thunder as uh, a superstar or do you not think it mattered too much? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it mattered too much, honestly. I mean, if this is their uh, quote-unquote WrestleMania, you might as well just go big. So, Or as a Cody show said, you might as well go big show. But, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Go big show. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, I, yeah. I was expecting um I was expecting Hangman to be honest um to kind of be the one to come down and help I I, I didn't I wasn't expecting Adam Cole like at all um I, I I there was so much talk about his contract that I actually had no idea where it was and I didn't know what the situation was because he was on NXT literally the week prior um against Kyle O'Reilly. So well, his, his thing ran out, so he had no compete clause. He didn't have a no compete clause. Yeah, so I wasn't actually aware of that until after All Out. So it was very, very shocking to me. Whereas Daniel Bryan, um, I think. Oh, sorry, not that. I've got to get used to calling him Brian Danielson now, or I might just start calling him Dragon or something. Um, but people were chanting for him like before Adam Cole came out, and then when Adam Cole came out, it blew people away. So then they. It, it kind of put them in a, an area of thinking, oh, we got Adam Cole instead. And then when Daniel Bri- uh, Brian Danielson, American Dragon, came out afterwards, it blew people into another, a whole new universe. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, yeah. I couldn't believe what I was watching. And I watched it on delay, like two days later at home. And I was like, I avoided all spoilers. And I was like, bloody hell. You know, I couldn't <laughs> believe what I was watching. But um, uh, yeah, so 
you know, just to sort of go back on that question, I kind of felt that the Brian Danielson thing overshadowed Adam Cole a little bit. But the way that they've booked them since, um, they've been, they're like equals to me. Do you, do you feel yeah. the same way or? No, no, I feel that, yeah, I feel that they're pretty much equal. I'm, I'm so happy that, like, you got both guys in AW, honestly. And I, I love the the movie uh, theater's reaction. We thought, like, oh, we're getting Adam Cole, so dope. And then that's like, well, it's going to end with the elite standing over Jumbo, Jungle Express. Uh, Christian, and then you get the lights go down, and then you the variation of uh, Flight of the Valkyries, and you see Old Boy come out, the American Dragon. So it was you dope. You know what? Like just talk, talking on the music, essentially. Like so, Adam Cole. As soon as you heard, he's you know it's all about that boat. You knew who it was. You know who it was instantly. I was like, fuck, Adam Cole's here. What the fuck? With um Daniel Bryan's like. Brian Danielson, for God's sake. God's sake, Steve. I'm going to need a buzzer. For like, no, got it wrong. Um, so when that started, I thought it was just going to be the flight of the Valkyries because that's not owned by WWE, I'd imagine. But I think that's Aaron... public domain. That uh, Well, that version of, of uh, flight of the Valkyries is uh, is theirs. The normal, the actual flight of the Valkyries that's been out for so long, I think it's public domain. You'd think so, right? But uh, Brian yeah. said, like, on his Twitter and stuff, like, he thanked some music producer for producing, like, that other part of the song because it almost yeah, goes version, into a bit yeah. of, like, a bit of dance hip-hop sort of thing, which I thought actually made Brian look a lot more cool because, like... <laughs> He's sometimes, hip, as the older people say here. Yeah, right? Because sometimes, like, he hasn't really present, been presented as a cool wrestler. He's, like... um you know, where JBL, for example, used to call him like a garden creature, you know, or whatever, like, um, and the whole yes movement and stuff. It's very, like, kind of nerdy to like him, if you know what I mean. But um, when he came out with the hair slicked back and stuff and he looked tidy, um, I thought, oh, this is a totally different presentation of Brian Danielson, you know, and I was like, this is actually mm. really cool. Even though, like, so when he goes into his match against Kenny, at, um, uh, I almost said the World Series then, at Grand Slam, um he because i was kind of thinking oh, i wonder what he's gonna wear because with punk he wore those tights on his first match back and then i was like i wonder what brian's gonna wear but he literally wore exactly what he wore in wwe i think like the same color like the burgundy color and stuff but um so let's have a little chat about the grand slam match um be totally honest with me before it happened how did you think it was going to end um I I thought maybe they'd be like you know I I thought there's gonna be for sure shenanigans because there's no way Ryan Danielson's gonna lose clean clean in his very first match and I was like but again again Omega's not losing the title so I was like it wasn't it wasn't for the title though um, I don't think a lot of people realized that until like as it was happening. Oh, yeah, that's um, what I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought for sure it was going to be for the title as well, but then I was like, wait, it's not for the title. It's just a singles match, for, which I actually kind of did like because, okay, Daniel Bryan's not just coming in here and immediately challenging for the, for the title. He's going to go against the champion, which is a big I honor. Sh- I shouldn't laugh, but you just did it as well. You just called him Daniel Bryan. That's going to take Damn. some time. It's going to take some time to get that one right. Damn it. I was like, I was like but yeah, I was like, okay, he's got a big match. And as a champ, so go on, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so before the match started, and one of my friends who can, uh, he might listen to this, I don't know. But I, Ross, swear to God, I swear to God it was for the title when I first saw it, not going to lie. So I, I, I knew that it wasn't for the title because I'd followed this story quite closely, like on Dynamite and stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's more about who's the better wrestler. Brian was like, I'll get to the title later. Do you know what I mean? It was more about you're the best guy here. Let me wrestle you. That was the story. Um, so my friend Ross can attest to this because we were talking about it at work, like the day of Grand Slam. And I said, um, so my prediction was that it would end in a, a draw um, or a you know a time limit finish, a time limit draw um, with both guys looking strong. Um, and then the elite would come down and beat on Brian. But then that's where Hangman would return. And then that would uh-huh. set up that would set up Hangman and Omega for uh, full gear, the next pay-per-view. So I didn't get that bit. I didn't get that bit right, but I did get the score draw a bit right. Um, you know, the, uh, the time limit finish where I got that bit right. Uh, the only thing that annoyed me slightly was that they were trying to suggest that if it went 10 seconds longer, that Brian would have won. Um, mm-hmm. He had him in the yes, label lock. Level lock, yeah. Um, but I don't think, I think that's a bit of a stretch. I feel like both guys at the end of the match were both up and could have gone another half hour. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. how for it, personally. The 90-minute men. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, and I thought it was a very, very good match as well, like proper showcase wrestling match. Um, and CM Punk got it bang on because he came out to do a promo after it and he said, you know, <laughs> good luck anyone else that's on the show. How do you follow that? And I was like, yeah, he's bang on the money. Um, but yeah, no, it was a very, very enjoyable match. Um, just interested to kind of see where they go in the future. Um, speaking of kind of the future, but slightly past now, was um, Brian and Nick Jackson had a match on Dynamite this week. So it looks like Brian's going to just sort of face the whole of the elite now. Um, I can't really predict who his match is going to go against at full gear. Um I can't really see an opponent for him right now, but um, unless they do the title match, do you think they'll do the title match? I don't know. Uh, not anytime soon, I think. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think when they should do the title match. Yeah, because I'm going on the assumption that Full Gear was still going to be Hangman versus Omega. That's what that's what I was thinking, honestly. But I, Hangman's nowhere near nowhere to be seen, so maybe they do go Brian and Omega for the title because that little, story. I think be, that's a little. Yeah, I mean that story going on with man, isn't that like it's a little early, isn't it? Because what's the next review after that? Revolution after after uh, Full Gear. They may still do a Winter is Coming, though, remember, like in December. Um, yeah, but that wasn't like such a major, I mean, the only, that wasn't as big a show. I mean, we, yeah, we got Sting debuting that day. Yeah, but uh, wasn't was that like, wasn't that where Omega beat uh, Moxley? Oh, that's title? right. That's where he did beat Moxley. So, yeah, that could happen, too. So, you know, because mm. the good thing about AEW is that they do, all right, they only have four pay-per-views a year, but they do really make some of their Dynamites uh, feel big. Um, yeah. So they could do that then as well, I guess. But And then that mm. would be a calendar year from where Omega's held the title. So I don't know. I mean, but, you know, isn't this good in a way? The fact that we're talking and we don't know is actually very good. 
Yes, I love that we that it's not so goddamn predictable. It's like, okay, well, this is gonna happen, and then probably next pay per view, oh boy's gonna win or whatever. I like whereas, the unknown. Exactly. Whereas we had a conversation earlier on this podcast where I said if they don't get the Rock, it'll be Roman versus Drew at WrestleMania, and we've already booked that. Do you know what I mean? So yep. it's nice to know that we mm-hmm. actually have no idea what they're even going to do for the next pay-per-view in AEW. So I'm, I'd like to think that they know. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But um, apparently, though... They know, be- I, they know because we don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? They're just booking on the fly. Although I was reading somewhere the other day that um, mm-hmm. apparently the Elite, so the Young Bucks, Cody, Omega and stuff, apparently they're not booking the show as hands-on anymore. Apparently, Yeah, that's what I heard too. Tony Khan's booking the show more. So, and Tony Khan being a professional wrestling fan, I feel like he's the kind of guy to rush. Because the way the way that we've seen Brian and uh, Brian Danielson and uh, Adam Cole debut on the same show, and when people asked him about it in the media uh, rounds, they asked him like, "Oh, you know, two on the same show," and he was like, "Well, if I've got it, why wouldn't I give it to you?" Do you know what I mean? So I was like, he thinks like a fan. So that just mm-hmm. was. That's what makes me think that we may get Omega versus Brian Danielson for the title at the next pay-per-view. Because he's like, if I've got it, why would I sit on it? You know, whereas WWE, they'll be like, oh, we've both got, we've got Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley in the same company, but we won't do the match, you know, or in the past where they've had Sting and Undertaker, but we won't do the match. And it's like, so maybe Tony Khan's onto something, you know, give the fans what they want. Why not? You know, and obviously the talent has gone to AEW for a reason. You know, Brian and Adam Cole, obviously they didn't see a future or any kind of longevity in WWE. So they've wanted to go to AEW to work these matches. So why not? You know, but it is definitely an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. 100%. Absolutely. The only thing uh, that could be good that Tony's like booking the show now more. It's like, and it can also be bad because, you know, sometimes like, you know, he gets so excited. He wants to do, he wants to, you know, like, man, we got to make this happen now, now, now. But, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure he's still taking advice from these guys. Like, hey, maybe we should like stretch this story a little bit longer or do this instead. So uh, I'm perfectly confident that the booking is still going to remain as as good with uh these guys not having the actual create uh booking control that they used to have. Yeah, no, I totally agree from your standpoint. Um, because Cody is like, although he said, "Oh, I'm never gonna face, or oh, I'm never gonna fight for the title again," he's booked himself so heavily, and it's really annoying. <laughs> I know that's probably gonna <laughs> piss Floyd off because he's his favorite wrestler ever. But um, well, they they did boo him uh when he came back, didn't they? Yeah, he did actually. Um. Yeah, they did. You know what? Like, um, so at Grand Slam, I was—I don't know why—but I really popped to see Brandy. I don't know why, but I was like, "Oh my god, Brandy's back!" I was super excited to see her for some reason. Someone but said, just, someone, someone said they weren't happy to see Brandy. Uh, well, who was I listening to? They were saying that like, "Oh, she's just there out there because she doesn't have to." They feel like she's inserting herself into into just crap just because not right because she's like because she's a vp you know she's got a kind of yeah i suppose and she just had a baby as well so um Mm. what do you think though i was just thinking of other stuff from AEW. i've run out of notes now but um what have you thought of like the whole cody and malachi black sort of story have you enjoyed that one i have enjoyed that um malachi black is clearly a baby face (laughs) yeah right (laughs) they they literally uh 
they literally cheer him for just kicking air when he whips on a, a, on a kick. It's like, yeah, you missed, but you'll get him next time. <laughs> it's Malachi Black. Um, yeah, I, I like Malachi Black. I like Alistair Black, you know. But um, I was very concerned when he came in to face Cody because I was like, oh, for God's sake, not again. You know, like, stop, Cody, stop putting yourself in the main picture all the time. You know, but I guess this hasn't really been the main picture. It's just been an ongoing story in the background whilst all this other nut stuff is happening. So I get crazy that that freaking uh, a Cody uh, uh, Malachi Black is just like a side note compared to the other stuff that's going on. That's crazy. So the amount mental, of star power they have. It's actually mental. Like the star power in AEW at the moment is is astronomical. Like I say, like they have literally got two shows worth of talent. You know, um, I just wanted mm-hmm. to say as well, like before I forget, like I said, I mentioned it about the Brody Lee stuff and um, mm-hmm. Sammy G winning the title on his kind of hometown show, Brody mm-hmm. Lee's hometown show. Um, I love the whole Dark Order and Anna J take on E. You know, all of that coming together for Brody. Yeah. Oh, that uh-huh. was really nice. I really enjoyed that. But um, <laughs> and then a negative on the back of that. Um, I feel like I see a little bit too much of negative one. I feel like he doesn't have to be out there all the time. Like oh, this well, show, we get- totally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's his hometown show, Brody's hometown. Totally understand it. But I feel like I've got to a point now where I've seen him so regularly that I'm like, you know that AEW gave him a contract for when he's older, but, yeah. you know, it might be a good idea for him to sort of go back to school or something now. Yeah, that's true. You know yeah, I mean? But freaking, I think Tay Conti's the one that's always, like, wanting to bring him on because she freaking loves the kid. Oh, uh, their relationship is actually adorable, and I normally, yeah. get, I normally get sick to my stomach with things like that, but they're, yeah. They're a, yeah, their relationship is actually adorable. Um, mm. Who's your favourite, Tay Conti or Anna Jay? Ty Conti, that's my friend. <laughs> Ty Conti, hundred percent, literally. Like I was just saying this to a friend earlier today, like we're messaging Ross again. Funnily enough, shout yeah. out Ross, happy, happy, uh, you know, happy to text with you, buddy. Um, but yeah, we were saying, you know, like I haven't really connected with Anna Jay so much, but Ty Conti, mm-hmm. she can't put a foot wrong, as far as I'm concerned. That, that's that's my Latina friend. We, I we love connected. That. We connected when she was still in WWE. So I was like, all right. Well, NXT, she never kind of made it to uh, WWE as such, but oh man, they, that's crazy how NXT had this girl with so much talent, and they just kind of used it to job out to people. I know it's mental, isn't it? You know, Brazilian sensation. Cool. Um, like I said, I haven't got any more. We've only been we've been on like just over two hours, so um, that's all I've got for wrestling. Have you got anything else wrestling wise that you want for wrestling wise? No, I think we covered it all. Honestly, we made up for so much last time. <laughs> we have actually, yeah, we've done quite well here. Um, although last time you messaged me like straight after, or you, I can't remember you said it after we come off. Uh, I can't remember who it was because I feel like we haven't spoke about her again. Uh, what was it? Oh, it was uh, Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray. Oh yeah, shout out to Kaylee Ray. Yeah. We've totally aired her during our NXT takeover review from the last episode. So um shout out Kaylee Ray because she totally came back onto NXT, but I don't think we've seen her since though, have we? Uh, no, she hasn't been on TV. <laughs> so what we're since talking about 2.0 started. Yeah, what we're actually talking about is totally pointless. 
Um, but yeah, I didn't want to forget that. But I don't think, like I say, I've, I don't really write a whole lot of notes about particular matches anymore because we do these kind of quite irregularly. Um, it's just sort of like, and what's beautiful about AEW and stuff as well is that you can talk about the story and everything else that's going on rather than be like, oh yeah, so they did this spot, they did this spot, you know. I listened to a podcast called Wrestle Talk, and I don't know if you've heard of it, but they do support Wrestle Talk. <laughs> yeah, okay, you I've have heard it, yeah. Um, but I listen to them on my commute basically because they're like an hour long, and they literally review every show. So they are mostly talking about the spots because they've already spoke about, you know, the story that's happening. So they're actually dissecting the matches and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want to get to that point. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I feel like we've got a good thing going here. So I was a bit concerned that I hadn't heard from you after All Out, though, because I thought you'd gone. Because where you were in Chicago, I thought you were there. So I was oh, like, yeah. It was just like, I was just, after you messaged me, I was like, I had to go back to work literally on, um, the next day when I came back and then because I had to like that week was crazy because I came back from Chicago flew back to Dallas drove back to Houston Jesus although you like driving don't you you're always in the car I, uh, I don't like driving as much as I used to I was like even four hours was like coming back from <laughs> Dallas to Houston I was like oh man all right whatever I'll 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 I'll, I'll drive four hours back <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right, just to conclude our bit of wrestling chat then, who's going to be your wrestler of the episode? Considering you've uh, got, wrestle, God, got, it's been got so loads to pick from. Like, there's so bad. much. Mm, who is my wrestler of the God dang. Well, I'm, clearly yours is... Uh, who was yours again? Go, you go first. I got to think this over. <laughs> So mine was my DMD, my Dr. Britt Baker. Um, no, I feel like it, of my favourite thing in wrestling right now. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a toss-up between her and Becky, because Becky does just really make me smile. But mm-hmm. uh, Becky hasn't really been back long enough yet to kind of earn the episode, uh, Wrestler of the Episode Award. Um, and Britt has been working her ass off, you know, the last, you know, however long period as champion, so... My DMD Britt Baker gets it 100. Uh, you know what? Speak, speaking of Becky, you know I want to give it to her because she's just been fantastic stuff for, on TV for me. So, champion, uh, d- uh, current douchebag on TV that we can't hate. <laughs> Freaking, uh, she's uh, trying to do everything in her power to get booed. It ain't happening. Really uh, she ain't getting booed. Like no way is she getting booed. It, she'd have to start talking like MJF. If she was ever to get booed, yeah, she she probably have to say uh, "f them kids" before she even. Got, I'm probably <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure freaking she'd still get cheered. Yeah, screw these children of today. You know what? She would literally have to bring her own child to the ring and kick it into the crowd or something to get booed. Honestly, she'd have to do something ridiculous to get booed. Yeah. Anywho, um, all right. So Becky and Britt are our wrestlers of the episode. Um, like I say, it's just gone two hours, just over two hours. Um, so if you're into your wrestling, this will probably be a nice place to turn off. But me and Steve haven't spoke for a while and there's been a lot of other stuff going on that we're quite into. Mm. Um, so, yeah, if you're into wrestling, probably this is the time to say goodbye. So thank you for listening. Bye bye. Um, otherwise, stay with us. Um, let's talk some Marvel stuff. Did you see Shang-Chi? You go to cinema to see Shang-Chi? I did go to see Shang-Chi. I really enjoyed that movie, actually. So good, right? So good. 
like obviously I work or I won't be anymore after this week but I work with product for it quite closely mm-hmm. so I've been kind of getting a lot of different opinions on it and stuff and what people think and I've had people say that uh, I wasn't really into it it was just like a, a film you know like an action flick it was such and a good origin with story movie though story and then movie. yeah there's other people that have said it's the best sort of standalone Marvel movie like MCU movie which um I'm kind of inclined to agree with but I think that I, the way I sum it up is because I think you because you haven't seen him before in the first sort of phase the first three phases that's why it feels like a standalone movie but in the next sort of five to ten years shang chi is obviously you know spoiler alert with the uh, end credits scene he's gonna be around do you know what oh, i mean especially with what we learned about those ten rings exactly right so i don't even think they've wrote it yet to be honest like what they want to do with it but in the next few years you're going to definitely see him again so um in a few years time you might not be more as inclined to say it was the best standalone movie because you'll have Mm -hmm. to treat it like the first iron man the first captain america you know you'll have to treat it like that because he'll become a character in the mcu so um yeah i think i thought it was really good though um what i liked about it as well whereas with mcu at the moment or like the last period everything has had to kind of connect to something else and Mm -hmm. this this movie just didn't and um (laughs) apart from trevor who is from iron man 3 the um, mandarin (laughs) the mandarin yeah um the orange chicken um that was actually really funny where they were talking you're literally afraid of an of orange chicken (laughs) (laughs) the mandarin chicken um but Trevor is just such a funny character. Oh, he was so good in that movie. <laughs> when he was talking, you know, when they were waiting for like the forest <laughs> to open and he yeah. was talking about um, when he went, why he got into acting and was talking about when he, his mum took him to see Planet of the Apes and he uh-huh. still he still doesn't know how it works. <laughs> it was just really <laughs> I, I literally burst out laughing in the cinema. Like, I was on my own and like, some people look around at me just to say, why was that so funny? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, uh, it just really connected with me. It was just such a funny line. Um, and shout out. How to did Mon- they learn how to ride horses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes, I still don't know. I still, I still can't figure it out. So good. Um, and Morris as well. Shout out to Morris, our faceless. Um, our faceless uh, four-legged chicken winged pillow thing honorary member of the mcu avengers honorary avenger i would say the the young young avengers as that's coming soon as well right right um so on your on your shopdisney.com compared to our.co.uk uh you can buy morris as a plush if you didn't already um because a lot of people have been asking me for it but we ain't got it like because it's in america only so um i think we're gonna get it soon but it hasn't you know hasn't come in but um yeah morris morris might be a big seller at christmas especially especially if it goes on to disney plus before christmas as well because um you know where you have to pay the uh, premium fees for certain movies um Uh i think shang chi might go on there like november time without having to pay for it maybe i don't i don't know Uh but um, i know black widow comes out tomorrow i think on uh it comes off premium, so you can watch oh, it for that, free. Oh, that's tomorrow, is it? Okay, I might watch yeah, it tomorrow. I, I, yeah. I, I, no I, I was gonna watch it tomorrow. I was gonna watch it tomorrow too. 
Because so I'm, I'm actually movies, um, I was watching the mo- I'm watching the movies in the order, and I'm at Civil War right now. So once Civil War is oh. over, oh, Black Widow, perfect timing. Yeah, it actually fits perfectly. Um, yeah, I, I actually feel like because you know it was it was on delay because of the pandemic and stuff. I actually feel like yeah. it should have come out earlier than that anyway. I feel like it should have uh-huh. come out after Civil War because she deserved to have her own movie. I don't know why they waited so long to have her come out though. I was just like, oh, they've actually like you know put her out like after the whole end game and stuff because the end credits scene wouldn't have obviously happened but they would have had a different one but you know the actual ending scene of the movie where you see her wearing like Elena's jacket and she's going off to fight in infinity war essentially um mm-hmm. i was like oh like if they put that before civil war uh, if they put that after civil war and we don't and we didn't know what happened to her I feel like it would have just been so much better and would have connected better with the audience. But because she's yes. already dead, <laughs> people are like, ah, oh, she's dead, who cares? You know, and I'm like, oh, no. Like, that was, like, my favourite Avenger. And I was like, oh, it just, I was just really put out by it, really. Like, I really loved the movie, but I was, like, just annoyed because it should have come so much earlier. But um, I am currently watching myself, like, the Spider-Man films back. So I watched uh, Tobey Maguire's ones last week and I'm watching Andrew Garfield ones uh, this or I've been this week. I also watched Venom the other day. Um, oh, I went to go see Venom 2 the other day too. Uh, no spoilers because um, it's not out here till next Friday. I thought, I thought you already got it. No, Venom 2 is not out yet um, oh, until man. next week. I think because, um, so in our country, James Bond is probably going to do a lot better than it would in your country. So I think because James Bond came out this week, I think Sony didn't want to release Venom 2 this week because no one would go and see it because everyone's going to see James Bond. So I think that was I'm the reason. I'm going to go watch James Bond. <laughs> you know, but I don't know whether or not James Bond is as popular in America as it is in the UK. Cause the whole, I you know, think he's popular to me. I freaking love James Bond. Daniel oh, Craig killing it. It's his last one though, as well, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, I, that's what so yeah. I'm definitely gonna go watch it because I'm like, man, I can't. I've been seeing so many. I've been seeing his uh, his version of James Bond for like since I was a kid. So I was like, golly, can we? This is it for him. Yeah, it's a shame, really. I like Daniel Craig as um, James Bond, but uh, uh, back to Marvel. Have you been watching uh, What If? I have been watching, but I cannot, will not interfere. Even though I want to interfere so much. <laughs> Even though all I'm going to do is interfere. Literally, the first couple of episodes were like, oh, the Watcher, okay, he does, he can't interfere. He's literally just the narrator of the show. That's what I thought he was going to be. And the fact that like Doctor Strange was having a full-blown conversation with him and then Ultron tried to kill him last week. That, I was just no, like... The, the, you know, oh. well, freaking that Doctor Strange episode 4-1, man, that one wrecked me to shreds. Yeah, right? Literally just living the same moment over and over again and she died in so many ways so many unique ways of killing a person i was like i was like wow yeah she she died as much as iron man died in this goddamn series (laughs) (laughs) literally i was like oh this is brutal um i actually think my favorite what if episode bearing in mind the last one is tomorrow and it's gamora based um and i think i'm gonna like that because i love gamora but um i really like the zombie one which is quite unusual for me because I don't really like zombie stuff. Like, out of all the sort of horror genre, zombie is probably, like, my least favourite thing. But I loved Mm. the zombie episode because it really showed um, 
so you know from WandaVision where it was kind of like Wanda was keeping her love for Vision alive. This was like mm-hmm. the flip side and it was Vision keeping his love for Wanda alive. Oh yeah, uh, freaking yeah, he was literally cut Black Panther's freaking leg off to feed Wanda just to keep her alive. I'm so like, good. Whoa. So good. Um yeah, and she again it was like people were putting sort of the parallels of her in the Avengers to her in the um in the what if, like the parallels of her being super powerful. So I'm very, very excited to see the future of uh of Wanda in um uh Doctor Strange. I don't think she'll be in um I don't think she's gonna be in Spider Man, uh, No Way Home, but uh Multiverse of Madness is out in what, March time? March, April, something like that. I think like two weeks before WrestleMania, I'm literally taking that day off to go watch that because freaking want <laughs> freaking the Scarlet Witch is my favorite Avenger, so I'm okay. like because she's gonna be he- heavily featured in this, so she'll probably be my future favorite Avenger to be honest. Like I've got her little oh, figures she... from, I've got the Legends figure from One Division, and then I've also got like an old one where she's in a leather jacket from um, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I think she'll become like one of my favorites. The fact that they killed Nat off anyway, I was like, yeah, I mean, I need a new, I need a new female lead in my life. Um, so probably nah, be her. I've always, I've always liked this. I, I read her comics when I was a kid. So I really. For some reason, that's why I've had such a connection with the Scarlet Witch. So I was like, all right, cool. I was never a big comic reader. I mean, we sell them at work, and I try and read them every yeah. so often if I, you know, if I don't get told off to read them. But if it's quiet and I've got nothing to do, I have a little read through. But um, yeah, she goes all the way back to like the early eighties. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Going back on Spider Man, I was going to say like, yeah, is your generation Spider Man Tobey Maguire as well? Because I know you're a bit younger than. Oh, my guy is Tobey Maguire. Okay. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, so where I, I've been, sorry, come on. What's up? No, no yeah, I was yeah. just, just going to say where I've been watching them back. I don't think Andrew Garfield gets enough credit because I feel like he is a bit too cool to be Peter Parker, but I actually think he uh-huh. plays a very good Spider-Man. I don't know. What do you think? You know, I I, I did go back to rewatch uh the the, the Tobey Maguire ones uh already, and I was like, man, this is why you're my Spider. I always never give uh, the Andrew Garfield ones a chance because I just thought at, initially when I first saw them, uh, they sucked and he could never save anybody. So I was like, uh, maybe I should go back and rewatch them and just, you know, maybe give them another chance. Because I yeah. completely shat on both of them. Nah, they are good, man. Like I watched <laughs> I watched the first one, Amazing Spider-Man, like, the other night, and I was like, oh, you know what? This is actually a really good film. And I, it just annoys me because people compare it too much to like Tobey Maguire. And I was like, but if you if you didn't know that that existed and you just watched The Amazing Spider-Man, it holds up as a good film. I'm like, oh, no, I really yeah. like watching them all back because um, like, over the last two weeks, I've watched like four of them because I'm up to The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man 1 was actually my favorite one out of all four. And bearing in mind really? I grew up, yeah, bearing in mind I grew up on Tobey Maguire, I was like, you know what, Andrew Garfield, like, I think as well, because I quite like him as an actor, um, uh-huh. he did some other stuff that I like, and I really love Emma Stone, <coughs> I was like, I think it was those two being cast together that just makes it, like, all the better for me. I mean, I did go and watch them in the cinema when they first come out, and I remember liking them then, but 
because you always compare it to like previous or the new version of Spider-Man or whatever, it's um, Spider-Man's just going to be something that's going to be remade forever anyway. But um, be interesting to see if those two actors appear in um, No Way Home and in the multiverse in uh, December. When does when does No Way Home come out in America? It don't come out to December here. This December as well. I'm taking yeah. that day off too. <laughs> just to like. With Watch the Marvel it. ones, the Marvel ones normally come out around the same sort of time. Um, I think like Endgame, we actually, I actually saw Endgame before you just because of time difference. So I went yeah. to the midnight screening and midnight here would have been like 6 p.m. where you are. So you would have had yeah. to wait. I could have told you all about it. Do you know what I mean? I'm ruined it, but I'm not that guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, we got what was after this? The, the Eternals, right? And then Hawkeye? Um, yeah, so Eternals over here is supposed to come out in November. I think it comes out Same. in November. I think it comes out in November for you. But over here, my cinema has got it listed for the first week of December, and then Spider Man comes out two weeks later. So I don't think Eternals is going to do very well because people will just wait. Like, unless you're a big Marvel fan, obviously you'll go to see it. But if you're just like a casual cinema goer, you'll wait for Spider Man. Mm. And I think Eternals might not pop because of it. But also, on the flip side of that, Angelina Jolie's in it. And that other girl, Salma Hayek, is it? Is that how you pronounce Salma, it? Oh, you know, Salma Hayek. Hayek. And I think people might go to see it just because they're in it. So it might do well because of that. But, I mean, I'm going to go see it anyway. But um, yeah. based on the trailer, because people will say, like, on the trailer, like, in the first sort of two seconds of the trailer, they sort of say, oh, where were you during you know, the blip and all the rest of it. And they say, well, we don't interfere with human. They're like, we want to, they, they can't interfere. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's like, it might be its own standalone film um, rather than sort of connect to anything. So I think it might be all right, but it looks a bit mythical to be an MCU film, you know, with all like yeah. all these creatures and dragons and things. It looks a bit different. To be honest, yeah, to be honest, I have very low expectations uh, for the Eternals. Like one, one, I didn't really read their comics when I was a uh, growing up, and uh, well, uh, the only good thing I'm wait, looking forward to in the Eternals, like, all right, we can finally see these Celestials. Yeah, which are like the animal animals, mythical beings, whatever they are. But the god, they're the gods, basically. Either kind of way, what, what ego, yeah, they're gonna have nothing on Morris. <laughs> you know the mythical. Oh, of course. Half no faced, half winged, half fluffy, whatever he is. So, yeah, exciting times though. Stuff to look forward to at least because the winter. I struggle in the winter, like with like my mental health and stuff, because it is just shit mm-hmm. and like the nights get dark early and it's cold and stuff. Some people love that, but I hate it. Um, so I'm much more of a spring summer kind of guy. So at least there's some stuff to look forward to at least. Um, but yeah. Um, what else did I want to talk to you about? Fantasy Premier League. We're not doing very well. Between the two I'm mid-table. I'm like 10th or 11th. You're actually 8th. You've gone up now. Oh, really? Oh, you that must... makes it. Yeah, you... I haven't checked yeah. the numbers, yeah. You captained Salah this week. Because I, I always captain Salah. <laughs> I always captain where, Salah. Yeah, but where Liverpool were playing Man City, I was like, uh, and Man United were playing Everton at home. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let me captain Ronaldo, because um, I've got Salah, Ronaldo, and Lukaku. And I was like, right, let me either captain Ronaldo or Lukaku, 
because Salah's playing City, so there's no guarantees that he'll get anything. And that just shot me in the foot because I ended up falling behind people now because uh, Ronaldo, as captain, got me two points because he only played half an hour. So I was fuming at that. Other than Salah, I couldn't believe this, but my highest scoring player this week was actually Ben White in defence because he got a clean sheet. Clean sheet. I couldn't believe it. Honestly, Arsenal are on the way up. We keep, we, we're not losing as much anymore. We're starting to get a few results together. So There you uh, go. There you go, yeah. Watch out, watch out. But yeah, it's still early days in the old fantasy. Um, I don't know if you saw my tweet the other day, but I was literally like, I'm 12th out of 28 teams. And that's not bad because obviously there's a lot of teams below me, but I'm like, I feel like I haven't got going yet. Because um, this time last year, I would have had someone like Thomas Suchek bossing it for me but at the moment I haven't really got a standout player because um, everyone either has Salah, Ronaldo or Lukaku and they seem to be the most like popular hitters right now do you know what I mean yeah that's literally it's literally Salah for me I'm pretty Salah. sure he's gonna yeah I'm pretty sure dude's gonna win a uh, player of the year for this year yeah. he's been in really good form golden boot and all the rest of it yeah you're probably right so uh, anyway yeah long way to go still early days i haven't used any of my free hit chips or anything yet because i know a lot of people have used their wild card already and i haven't Mm -hmm. used any of that yet so um yeah i'm i'm (laughs) i'm kind of waiting in the wings but i'm like this time last year like i say i had a thomas suchek who nobody else had and he was bossing it like every week scoring a goal but everyone else like has got the same sort of players at the moment so that's why i'm not really doing so well but um i managed to pip you to second last year after chasing you down all season, I got you. I got. Yeah, seconds. we uh, we uh, fell off like Leicester at the end of last season. You really did. The wheels came off. Yeah, it was funny. Funny. Long way to go though. Like I say, long way to go. I think mm-hmm. Arsenal have actually got some nice fixtures coming up as well. And bearing in mind we're not in Europe or anything, we should kind of get a little bit more of a rhythm together. Hopefully, so. Um, and with the new job, I will be able to go and watch Arsenal more regularly because I won't be working weekends and evenings. So happy oh, days. Being able to go to to the Emirates. <laughs> yeah, because I've, I've not been yet because every game has either been on a Sunday or like a Monday night or something or a Saturday where I've been working and I've not been able to go. So I, I, I mean, before I was going like Thursdays because we were in the Europa League, but we're not in that now. So because we're rubbish and I haven't <laughs> been yet. I haven't been yet this season, so um, but I will start going again. I think I'm going to the next game, which is another evening game. So my last day at work is actually Thursday. So, oh man, well, new chapter in your life, man. Time to yeah, on, right? right. I can't. That's you can't stay. Even you, I know you work in food retail at the moment. You can't stay in a place like that forever. It's uh, not I've been there for five. Years. I've been there for five years, and trust me, I've already lost it. On, how I haven't been fired is still freaking <laughs> a surprise to me because I've gone off on customers. I think one time I was walking into work and I was and the freaking uh, I haven't clocked in yet. And uh, this guy almost ran me over with his car. So I threw my freaking uh, power raid at him at his car. That's so funny. Honestly, you Americans uh, crack me up. I, 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 wrong. Uh, I, I think I'm just the wrong nationality, quite frankly. I know this not as bad. I, I can't be as bad as we are. Everyone here is a douchebag. I swear to God, there is. You're a, you're an honorary Brit. 
yet you yeah. haven't been you haven't been here yet so i can't really i was supposed to title. i was supposed to i was supposed to go to the euros if, if freaking uh uh freaking covid didn't happen i had my trip planned <laughs> definitely oh man i think i'm gonna see you in america before you come here to be honest though ah uh, yes uh, mania isn't too yeah. far away just on the other yeah, side of the yeah, winter. Well, yeah, it's right there, isn't it? It's right there, isn't it? Um, just got to get I'm through sorry, the winter. Right. Uh, yeah, the, the, the hot winter here. <laughs> Definitely. Right, mate. Um, two and a half hours is probably enough for a show. Should we get out of here? It's been nice yep. to catch up with you. Yeah, um, it's been way too long. If people are still listening, thank you. We love you. Um, we will try and put another show out. Uh, probably we might talk about Crown Jewel. I guess we'll see how busy we are near the time because, like I said, I'm starting I'm a new letting job. You know, I am, I'm letting you know right now, Jay, I am not watching Crown Jewel. <laughs> oh, you're not going to watch it? Any- All right, so we won't be oh, back. Absolutely after. not. We'll be back for the next one after that. So, but um, thank you for listening. Regardless, uh, we love you and we will see you again very soon. Take care and bye bye. Bye. Are you kidding me?